Hello and welcome to the Wondrous Realms podcast group. Before we continue with our regularly scheduled broadcast, we ask that you take a moment of your time and listen to our new friend, Tim, who has provided us a promo for his D&D group, Knights and Nerds. Take it away, Tim. Knights and Nerds is not just an actual play D&D podcast with an original campaign being played by a group of friends who tolerate each other. It's also a podcast where I, the Dungeon Master, talk about how I'm adapting to the choices the players make, as well as revealing to you, the audience, the complex story and deadly twists that I have in store for my players. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or at knightsandnerds.com. And now, The Realms of Omnia, hosted by Sierra Rates. Wondrous Realms Podcast Group presents The Realms of Omnia, hosted by Sierra Rates. Featuring Nick Grasser, Greg Hall, Tyler Butler, Maddie and Drew Wobzer, Aaron Fellers, and Regan Street. Scurry. Hey Jarvis. <laughs> Hello, Jarvis. I have a bit of a scary voice. I don't think that actually is recorded in the audio, though. So every time this starts, it's just going to be us all talking to some like non-existent thing to our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Hi, Jarvis. Yeah, we have a bot that is recording the audio in our Discord chat now, which hopefully will resolve some of the issues. Um, it seems to work pretty good for Xenos last week, so Jarvis is back this week, and we're gonna hope that it works for eight people, which is crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so, good evening, we are here again at the Realms of Omnia, well, it could also be morning or whatever time you're listening to podcasts during this quarantine. Um, I am Sierra, and I, I am the... Dungeon Master for this evening, who is very unprepared. How you doing? <laughs> um, so I am here with everybody. Everybody's here except uh, Mike. Mike is going to just listen to this, you know, since he's not actually in this group. It's just a bit easier over Discord. But we can't wait until we're all together again to play. So uh, does everyone want to say hi? Hi. Yeah. Hi. Before I just keep rambling into nothingness here. Um, so when last we left off, our adventurers were still in Fortuna's little world. Um, they went through a couple Let's reference the other- Greg, Greg what are you- Oh, Sorry. I know yeah. About. Yeah, um, I don't know. Go ahead and do that. Yeah, so, um, I don't know when we're gonna plug in the actual- um, audio file for them, but we have been in contact with some great people from the Knights and Nerds podcast. They do have a Facebook page, um, and they are available on like uh, Podbean and Spotify. Um, I'm on episode like six or seven of their stuff, and it's pretty good. So, if you uh, want more D and D content, I recommend checking them out. And uh, yeah, 
insert audio file like, here. <laughs> they uh, they seem like really nice people too, which is always a plus. So uh, they gave us a bit of a shout out, and we're very grateful. And uh, yeah, come out. I don't know how we're gonna splice that advertisement in, but uh. Don't worry. We'll, we'll figure it out. I was going to say, that's a Tyler problem, not that's ours. A, that's a podcast producer problem. <laughs> mm. Okay. Now, uh, shameless non-self-promotion over. So we're going to jump right back in. Uh, sorry, this has been a little haphazard. Brain is a little over the place. But, oh, Nick is saying in the group chat that the just say advertisement. I was just making fun of the way British people say it. With, you know, complete love because I love the British, like, British TV is the best schedule advertisement. Banana. <laughs> yeah. All that beeping that uh, you may be hearing through my is random messages in the group chat that now everyone is going off on each other. Okay. Um, this is about par for the course. It's just you know, digital us being separated from each other. Uh, I am trying to be a bit more professional with the intros, but, but it's difficult when we're all, you know, cooped up in quarantine and missing each other to annoy one another. So, <laughs> uh, when last we left off, we were in the realm of Fortuna. Uh, our adventurers went through a couple rooms. They, uh, had to face some multiple challenges that all involved like luck-based and skill-based um activities uh to get into the final room the seventh room they had to draw a card from the deck of many things to advance um so halcarin um received a wish and a level up so he's now at level six uh, Thergrace received the death card, which will be addressed at a later date. So that will be uh, interesting to follow dun, up dun, with and dun, see dun. how we work that in. Um, Dark Strider got a plus six to diplomacy, which I did read up some a little bit, uh, and um, have some ways that I can kind of like incorporate that because there isn't an official diplomacy stat for five E, but there are some ways that you can um, handle it. So. He got plus six to diplomacy, and he also, and he also got the deed to a keep uh, that will also be addressed in the future. But I did some more reading up on that too, so I'm a little more prepared now than I was in that moment when he drew that card. Um, and he got some dope ass. I have no idea what you just said. I said he got some dope ass blades. <laughs> Uh, Tiff drew the Void card, and therefore part of his soul is missing. We attributed this to his meeting with the Tiffany's earlier in that same episode of the past. Um, very Avatar State-esque kind of encounter in which he was gifted the Ancestral Great Act. And his mission to save uh, Manathak, or Manthak, I will learn one day how to pronounce it, um, from his essentially a uh, frozen existence due to uh, the gods have been uh, bound outside of their realm. So he learned a little bit about that. But his soul is missing and his body 
he still functions. He also chose to draw another card where he lost all wealth and property. So if you still have money, you no longer have money. <laughs> um, and then Childa got a weapon. And this weapon is a special weapon of um, Zoo to Zoo, their guy, in which uh, we actually discussed the stats for that a little bit. And it's going to be um, a magic yeah, Mr. Punch. with, um, what was it called, uh, Tyler? Mr. Punchhead? Okay, yeah. So yeah, it's, for uh, those not in the know, uh, Mr. Punch is a very classic uh, seaside British puppet show, you know. Um, he talks a bit like this all the time. Yeah, usually dressed up as kind of like a jester, right? Yeah, he's sort of a jester. He talks funny. He whacks things with the, his stick. Um, the dumb. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's he's sort of funny. He's sort of like the Tom and Jerry before Tom and Jerry. So. Okay, so, um, so yeah, so Cholda got that weapon uh, that will be used for attacking and pranking, which will be pretty fun. Trefa, unfortunately, lost a little bit of intelligence. She had the option to draw again and chose not to. And Kitten drew a card that says that she will um, become hostile towards an outsider. So that that is going to be interesting in the future as well. So they had to each draw a card and each walked into their own personalized room where they all saw different visions that showed them information that was pertinent to them individually as a character uh, before they became face-to-face -face with Fortuna, who had their animals, which they had all been worried about the previous two sessions because they'd been missing. Um, and she also had a chessboard where she was soon accompanied by a gentleman in a green jacket with hair that was white like thistledown. And then she sent our adventurers back to their realm, their bodies at the moment that they had been put away to her realm. However, a couple sessions ago, they had no weapons and they were surrounded by this moment. All of the adventurers are equipped in their armor they all feel this surge of energy around them and a light. And suddenly, they feel incredibly um, aware of their surroundings and, and uh, ready to fight. And I said I wasn't going to do this, Nick, but I'm going to give it to you. You guys are all going to have the benefit of a long rest because she blessed you before she ported you back to your bodies. So you can go ahead and take the benefits of a long rest. Um, your animals are there with you. They are no longer bound. So Lupa is okay. Uh, Trefa, Lacey is on your shoulder. And she's going to kind of actually burrow into your outfit uh, into like a safe little pocket. Oh, my heart just burst. So uh, she's very happy to be reunited with you. She also knows that this is not her fight and she's going to hide. So she uh, feels safe close to you. Uh, Lupa oh. is is very close to everyone. I would say she's almost kind of um, like slinking around, like her the back of her neck, very wolf like, very husky like, is poofed up a little bit. 
um, out of excitement and a little bit of aggression. And her teeth are bared. She was very angry at all of you having been tied up. And she was very angry at having been separated from you. So uh, she does seem to be very fond of Thera Grace and kind of like sticks to her side mostly. But she's, uh, you know how like a cat kind of rubs up on everybody? She's or she's like kind how- of doing that right now to everyone while also making sure like nudging you all like get ready because we need to kick some ass. That's very much like her body language. So I'd say at this point you all have known her long enough. It's pretty easy to kind of read her personality. And uh, Kitten, the Bear Cubs are back with you. Um, your pack that had been torn is also repaired. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so uh, your Bear Cubs are with you. They're in your pack, and they're currently sleeping. Cool. And then those of you who had received IOUs for magical weapons, um, there's like a piece of paper in your hand, and it starts to glow that white light, and then it's going to manifest into the weapons that I had described to you that you were going to receive. So those are actually going to physically be in your hands at this moment. Tiff, you didn't have an IOU slip. You just are physically in possession of the ancestral great axe um, when you like return to your to your body. But you feel different when you return. You feel as if not all of you made the journey back. Does that make sense? <clears throat> yes, that makes sense. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say, as of right now, the only thing you really notice in your hands is the Great Axe, as well as the fact that the enemies are still around you. Um, there is more to be revealed that just hasn't been, um, you know, noticed yet. So we're going to get okay. to everything. I'm, yeah, I was just about to ask you. <laughs> things that people got, um... But we're going to address things slowly, like one by one right now. Just the weapons. All the other IOUs have not been redeemed. Or if you had a personal item or anything like that has not been redeemed. Tiff, your blessing is in effect. So Tiff got a blessing as one of his rewards from Fortuna. And that blessing from her has, um, I have decided to make it that... Tiff can re-roll any one die per day in game. Dude. Sweet. It can be a D20, it can be a D12, it can be a D6, but you get one die per day, and you can re-roll it. It was a positive blessing that Fortuna left upon you. So, your blessing is in effect, and you have your axe, and that's all that you're aware of. Um, Did we determine, like, what color the axe was? Uh, I, let me, cause I, I, I found a photo that I was tweaking the color, uh, stuff with. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, I know that it had like some kind of design on it that we talked about possibly glowing, like when the Tiffany's like were connected with you, but right. I just want to that for our listeners. Um, um I so would, I would imagine that it's probably an older... I mean, it's it's probably like a petrified wood handle, and then like an old, uh, you know, like I, I would almost say like slate or obsidian blades on it, since it's a it's a very old weapon, um, and then cl- uh, wrapped with like a, a bound leather or something around the handle. 
of it. Okay. I also envisioned some kind of, like, design. I don't know if it's etched into it or some kind of pattern, but we'll have to think on that because I do want it to to glow, like, when you're connected with the Tiffany's. I just right. think that would be a nice color. So that's something we'll customize. Uh, I'm saying it out loud so when I re-listen to this that we remember to work on it before next session. Um, oh, and Greg posted an image for me. Um, I'm sure that we can try to post that image on the um, podcast page on Facebook, which if you're listening and you haven't checked us out there, we post lots of extra artwork and um, other things there. Uh, so, yeah, we'll try to post that at some point during an Omnia week so that way people can see kind of what we're talking about. But you have your axe, which his ancestral great axe does additional damage, and this is a weapon that will continue to level up with Tiff. Um, at this point, though, it just does a little bit extra damage as he's not super attuned to it yet and whatnot. But uh, don't worry, Greg. I know I gave everyone else really cool like extra abilities besides just damage. You're gonna you're gonna get extra stuff too. I promise. But we're just rolling it as you don't know how to use Tiffany's axe yet. So I'm I'm already happy about the uh, additional D4 plus damage on top of the yes. D12 plus five. So it's going to hit hard. Well, and now that you're, now that your guys are leveled up and you're level five, you also get multi-attack. So don't forget that. So you will be pumping out an additional, you know, quite a big chunk of damage with that. If you can hit and not die. <laughs> Cause poor Tiff. <laughs> he's well, now gone. that, now that he's, uh, actually met his ancestor face to face, he's probably going to try a little bit harder not to die as often. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. So, Tiff, you have your axe. Long story short, your axe and your blessing. Um, magic weapons, the other people, Tyler, we kind of talked about your weapon. Um, any weapon that you received, by the way, all of you, magic weapon or item or whatever, you get to name it. Um, uh, Greg came up with the ancestral axe name and asked me if he could do that. And I mean, I thought it was great. So if you want to give your weapon an amazing name, I know some people like to name their swords and stuff. You're more than welcome to. Um, but I think I just gave, so Tyler has his and then kitten and dark strider have theirs. Did anyone else have magic weapons that I somehow forgot about? Nope. All I have is the personal knowledge I owe you. Yep, and we're going to go over that possibly um, after this. So, um, Kitten Kitten got a new whip and a short sword. Mm -hmm. um, the whip is a pretty standard whip, other than the fact that it's now magically based uh, damage, as well as the fact that as a bonus action, she may crack the whip. And she can choose a different kind of elemental energy. Uh, I originally thought fire when I first thought up this weapon. These weapons were all made by me. Um, I originally thought fire because the dwarfs uh, made her an honorary member of Clan Fireheart. But she can choose other types of elemental damage as well. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Excellent, Maddie, talking about naming them Des and Troy because you put them together and they destroy. Oh, great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, so Kitten has an elemental whip now. Uh, it still does the regular 1d4, but uh, she may change the type of damage and the way that it's perceived. I will allow that elemental damage as well to interact with the environment. So if you want to be hella extra and crack your whip as a bonus action to light it on fire and then like start a fire with it, you're completely entitled to do so. In fact, I encourage it. So Sweet. 
She also got a short sword, which is a pretty standard uh, magical sword, short sword. Um, however, it has some extra abilities, which I need to pull up here. Um, the ability that I gave it is called Nine Lives, but that doesn't have to be the name of the weapon. Um, so here we go. Uh, yeah, it's a plus one attack weapon that deals magical slashing damage and the ability Nine Lives. The sword will return 1d10 health to you on a critical hit. If you drop to zero hit points in battle, you will revive with one successful death save at 5 HP. You may use this ability equal to your constitution modifier per long rest. It's a minimum one. I don't know if you what your constitution stat is, Regan, uh, but if for some reason it's just like plus zero, you still get to use it at least once. So, okay. Um, if it's any higher than that, then you get the, the multiple uses. So... Um, that those weapons, the whip and the short sword, appear in your hand. Uh, they're your like default weapons in your hand at this moment. You can choose to put them away and save them, or use them in the moment. Whatever is up to you. But that's what you show up in this scene with. And then uh, Derek Darkstrider, when you appear there as well, yeah, you have a long sword in your hand that is, as you requested, a dope ass red and black sword. Um, it is uh, it is able to be wielded with one or two hands, so it's uh, versatile in that way. It is um, 1d8 if you're using it one-handed, or 1d10 if it's two-handed uh, damage. And this damage is specifically necrotic damage. Um, so, like, it, even though you're still slashing with the sword, the damage it deals is pure necrotic. Um, the sword glows with a faint red aura that brightens the more blood it sheds. And it has runes down the blade that say, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death in Primordial. So if you cannot read Primordial, you don't know what his sword says. Um, but that is, a weapon, uh, that is a language that Derek speaks, and it seems the most fitting for the runes that I placed on the blade. So uh, if you make a killing blow, if you make a killing blow with that weapon, you roll a d20. On a 13 or higher, and it's just a standard d20, no. On a 13 or higher... The target's soul will become a shadow forced to fight for you for 1d rounds. However, the more you use this weapon in that way, the more the souls of the dead torment you. Every three shadows that have been summoned to fight for you, you must immediately make a wisdom saving throw with disadvantage. If you fail, your bloodthirsty persona inspired by bitch takes over. Um, so then you also have your arm sword. So you'll see this contraption kind of built onto your arm. It appears to be mostly metal. And if you're to, I don't know if you want to, like, swing your arm to extend it, or if you push a button, or however you want to, like, operate it, I'll leave that up to you um, as, like, a stylistic choice, because you came up with the original mechanism. Um, mm -hmm. But the sword is on top of your arm. Uh, it's comparable to a short sword stat-wise. It's still considered magical. And also in those same uh, black primordial runes. It says, "I for you." With this magic sword, like I said, um, regular it'll be magical slashing damage. And uh, as a bonus action, you'll be able to take the hide action if you're in dim light or dark. Which uh, the rules for that as well. If you're not familiar, that can affect you basically getting sneak attack on people. Yay! So you have that attached to your arm, and the longsword is 
is in your hand. Um, I will say you, with these new weapons, you guys don't necessarily know a hundred what they do. Um, you'll have to use them a little bit to like, in character, be like, oh, okay, that's what this does. So like, um, I don't think like, like Dark wouldn't be aware like, oh, I can't board gives me shadow fighters. Okay. Like, that's something that'll be revealed in game, but um, for out game purposes, I wanted it to be known yeah. for our listeners. For you guys, add them to your inventory. So, uh, and uh, Cholda, you are wearing some different clothes as well. I'll say I'll give you the the benefit of your hide armor uh, at this moment. So you appear kind of as yourself, and then that white light surrounds you, and you feel, in addition to your normal clothing, that you're wearing this new armor that is uh pure black with like deep purple accents um uh cholda had requested for their magical clothing that they received some hide armor and then fortuna made it a little bit punny and so it's like regular hide armor except it also allows you to cast the uh shadow stride cantrip at will so uh that's pretty neat so you have that uh, armor on you, Cholda, and then everyone else's IOUs are going to be, like, okay. in your packs for right now. So you're otherwise equipped with your standard armor, your standard uh, weaponry, etc. I know that was, like, a lot of talk <laughs> from my end, and I apologize, but I wanted to make sure everyone's clear what you have on you. Um, you're all based relatively close together i believe right before you were ported off dark strider you had been charging one of the cultists that was about three sessions ago but you went to go charge someone and everything kind of went white so i will say that you are still like kind of leading the charge against these people um so i will give you advantage on your initiative roll um and yeah, you guys are back in your bodies. You have your animals. And this is the people before you. They're all hooded. Again, they're showing no emotion. Um, however, the person on the horse whom Tiff and Cholda had kind of ridiculed a couple sessions ago endlessly, uh, his eyes, he's almost trying to hide his shock. Um, he isn't quite believing his eyes. You guys literally one minute were had escaped your bonds but were kind of helpless and now you're heavily equipped with intense uh, weaponry and this person uh, has believed the, the gods to be locked away so he isn't quite sure how to process this but he quickly kind of composes himself and he snarls and he pulls on the reins on his horse which again is this midnight black horse with orange fire-like uh, hair and uh, he starts circling around and uh, he he grits his teeth and he tells the, the cultists, well, what are you waiting for? Get them! So then we would have everyone roll initiative. There are um, eight of the hooded figures who had been kind of manning these poles that many of you had been mounted to. So if you would like to roll for initiative, I just realized I don't have a set of dice and I'm going to grab a pair. Alrighty. And feel free to, yep, type your initiative in the group chat. Thank you, guys. You can audibly say it, too, if you want, but... 
And I still haven't pulled a D20. What the hell? There's one. Oh, okay. Everyone get theirs. I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep, okay, so. And normally I wouldn't do this, but for the sake of keeping order, I'm going to type the initiative for, for the um, other people as well. That's all right. I was honestly going to do the same thing. Like, as we were going through the order, just making a note of it myself. Yeah. Okay, so. I'm typing, and okay. So, the cultists got an 18, and Adern got a 7. So, remember, there are 8 of the cultists. Um, I will say, uh, Drew got a 21, so... <laughs> So the order is going to be Dark Strider. Oh, I didn't mean to hit enter like that right away. Uh, trying to type things. That way there's an order. If someone else wants to do it, I'd be appreciative. I know Greg's usually pretty good at getting that list going for the group chat, so that way people are aware of the order of players. Awesome. Thank you, Greg. So, yep, So, but it'll be Dark Strider, uh, Fair Grace, The Cultist, um, trying to move up in the group chat to see Nick's role. So then it would be after the cultists, it would be Halcarin, then it would be then uh, uh, between Tretha and Kitten, you guys would determine who goes first. I don't know if you guys want to re-roll. I don't know if you want to let one go before the other. Uh, up to you guys. And then uh, and then Adern, and then Cholda. Cholda will round out the lineup. So when it comes to combat, we uh, get a little chaotic, especially when it's not just one big bad guy. And I uh, am not going to play music tonight, I told Tyler, just because since I'm testing a new laptop and everything, I just would like to, um, you know, not have to worry about music and drowning people talking out. So, um Sorry for the lack of mood, but as Adern commands his cultist, yes, um, because it's going to be Tretha and Kitten and then uh, Adern and then Cholda. Yep, okay, we got it fixed. Cool. So thank you, Fair Grace, for bringing that to attention. Okay, guys, so we have uh, Adern telling his cultists to get them. Uh, almost in unison, these black hooded robed figures all turn their attention toward you, like they kind of swivel inward. Uh, but it will be 
Dark Strider who gets the first move. So, Drew, please tell me what you would like to do. And do remember, many of you have multi-attack. So, do not yes. forget that, please, in your actions. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, well, I'm just going to head towards the nearest cultist and slice my new with my new edgy sword boy. Okay. Edgy sword boy. So there are about four there are about four on each side of you guys, because you guys, like I said, kind of appear in like a, a tight group since uh, Kitten had been releasing many of your bonds. So you guys are all kind of like in the middle, and there's about four cultists on each side. So Dark Strider is chasing after the nearest one. So I've got a little hand-drawn map for myself here. If anyone needs any help, just let me know. But I've got literally, like, group here. Okay, and Dark Strider, you said you were going for the nearest one, and what are you doing? Uh, slicing with my longsword. Okay, and you said you got a 25? Yep. Okay, well, yeah, that, that definitely hits. <laughs> All right. Well, that will be... Nine damage. Okay. Yep, so uh, he will take that. Again, they show no emotion as your sword slices through it. Um, uh, as you slice your long sword, uh, it it has like a faint pulsing red glow that gets a little bit brighter as it strikes your target and uh again he he doesn't react he doesn't move you can't see his face um it just stands there and takes the blow but it does damage them so uh well that's interesting yeah it, it is very similar to the last time you fought these guys these are the same individuals that you fought back at the warehouse before they knocked you unconscious. So, however, you weren't okay. aware of how long you guys were unconscious, and um, they seem to have completely recovered from the fight that you had been in with them, because you'd beaten quite a few of them up before you were taken captive. So, uh, so you see that it damages them. Again, they're responding, even with your cool fancy new blade. Uh, but you, I'll say that you physically see a little bit blood on the individual. You tell you quickly cut into them with the sword. Uh, probably on, like, the shoulder region. Just a basic, you know, hit. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, that's your first attack. Do you get a second action? Is there something else you want to do? The same thing? Yep. Uh, t- 23. That will also hit. <laughs> I rolled a two, but I have great weapon fighting, uh, so I can re-roll great weapon fighting, so I can re-roll oh, a one yep, or two. So you can re-roll a one or a two. Okay. It's two again. Okay, but you still that get to add fight. your strength modifier, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So five. So for five. Okay. Yep. Okay. Sorry, I'm just writing down everyone's HP next to their little random polka dot that I have on my uh, notepad here. Okay. 
So that's been adjusted. Okay, Dark Strider, so you slash into this guy. Again, you hit another cut, probably across the other arm, because you, like, swing at him, and you swing at him again. And again, doesn't move, has his hands just held up in front of him, almost like a monk. Uh, seems very poised, very focused, uh, concentrating, and has no doesn't flinch when you hit them, like almost allows you to hit them head on and just takes it. So it's a very unusual type of creature. On right. that note, it is Fair Grace's turn. Okay. So I am going to cast Bane. Okay. Um, at second level. Okay. And uh, what's the range on that spell? 30 feet. Everyone in this section is within 30 feet of you. Uh, they'd all been bonded pretty close Adern. together. So. Is Adern included in that? Yeah, he's, um, he's, well, it's not currently his turn, so he's not moving. But, like, the idea while this is all going on is he's kind of slowly urging his horse to circle around everybody. So he's using his full movement to form like a tight lap around the group and almost kind gotcha. of you guys and the cultists closer together. So he is in that space. Okay. So I, yeah. So I can hit, I can target up to four of them since I'm using it at a second level spell slot. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to target Adern and three others. Uh, that's, that's perfectly okay. Uh, like I said, there's four cultists on each side of you at this moment. Um, Adern is on the left side of you, as are four cultists, and then there are four other cultists on the right. So okay. you can choose any number of them. Um, they're literally in, like, straight lines. Basically, you guys are forming an H right now, where you guys are the middle bar horizontally, and then there's two lines of cultists, and he's kind of just on the outside of that. Does that make sense? Okay, I'll just, um, I'll do the three, on, I'll do three on the left. Okay. Um, do you want, like, the three closest to you? Yeah. Okay. I can circle all these and guys. Then, I know who they are. Okay. And then they have to make, um, a charisma saving throw. Okay, I will have them do that. I'm actually gonna take a picture of what I have drawn. I don't know if it's gonna help you, but, uh... Okay. I'm gonna erase some HP here real quick, though, so you don't see that. <laughs> okay, just because I'll try to have some kind of a visual. Sorry, guys, I'm just taking a second here. All right. Yeah, this is a mess, and I don't know if it's going to help, but it's at least some kind of visual that is drawn very poorly by me. <laughs> okay, I sent it. Okay. So each dot is a person, and then, like, Adern is on the far left side. I've kind of circled it. And Dark okay. Strider is on the, on the right side. So... Uh, okay. each dot and circle there is a person and you guys are right in the middle. So I've circled the people that you're targeting, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And then they have to make a charisma saving throw, so I'm gonna do that. 
Um, and I have to pull up the, yep, there we go, the separate stat for Adern. Okay, so these guys. I'm sorry, do you said charisma? Or am I going crazy? What kind of saving throw? A charisma. It is charisma, okay. Uh, the one got an 11. One got a 7. One got a 9. I didn't catch any of those numbers, sorry. I'm typing them. Okay, okay. Thank you. Okay. So okay. 11, 7, 9, and then 13 for Adrian, and that goes directly in order, so. Okay, the save was a 13. Okay, so Adern is the only one not affected. The three cultists you targeted are affected. So I'm going to adjust my notes to write Bane next to all of them. Okay, so what happens on Bane again? Um, whenever, whenever a target um, makes a attack roll or saving throw before the spell ends, they must roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from the attack roll or saving throw. Okay, so anytime they make an attack or saving throw, they've got to roll a d4. Okay. Yeah. That's subtracted. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. And that lasts for ten rounds? Yeah. Okay. Did I not grab any d4s? What the hell? I'm fixing that. Uh, but uh, that happens. Do you get a second attack or anything fun like that? I don't no, believe I do. do. At that level, I think bards are level 6, but I could be wrong. I don't believe I do. Okay. Uh, so, it is at level six for bards. Okay, so you just get your one action then, but you did succeed on casting Bane on three out of the four. So you target them with this spell, and uh, suddenly, the, again, there's not really a reaction, but I'll say like some kind of like magical aura kind of swirls around them and signifies the fact that they've um, successfully been marked by Bane. Cool. Cool. Okay. And then I believe it's actually their turn. Am I right about this? Yeah. Okay. So they all get to go. Okay. So Dark Strider, the one that is by you, is going to attack you. All right. Uh, that one is not affected by Bane. And I've got to pull up their... Uh, there's spells as well here. Sorry about this, guys. It tells me the spells they have, but then not what they do. So I have to <laughs> type in specific. Since his hands were directly in front of him, uh, obviously I'm going to say he's going to have a spell and not of his daggers. So he is going to cast. So uh, he is going to cast Sacred Flame. Which is a dex save. I'm trying to see what their save is at. Okay, uh, so you only need an, uh, an 11 to succeed on this. And what stat is that? Dexterity saving throw. Okay. 19. Yeah, you're fine. So, uh, the figure before you, uh, 
kind of like maneuvers its fingers in a weird way as if it's trying to cast some kind of spell. Um, its hands start to glow almost like flame, but then um, it fizzles out and doesn't affect you, I'll say. So um, no nothing happens. Um, hmm. And then, yeah, it looks like they only get multi-attack with their melee attacks. So I'm going to just say that's the end of that one's turn. Um, so there's a second one who's going to, like, come to assist the first one. Still going for you, Dark Strider. Uh, let's see if it can cast All right. Out. Sorry for my pauses, guys, by the way. Still trying to learn how to do this all digitally. Um, so this one is going to, uh, approach you, and it's going to make a melee spell attack against you. Uh, so it's going to, like, move its hands in a weird way and try to, like, push at your chest. Does a 17 hit? What? Does a 17 hit? A what? Seventeen. Sorry. I, if it's my mic acting up, I apologize. Yes, that hits. Okay. So, uh... Yeah, this uh, thing, it slowly approaches you, almost like horror movie level of confidence walking toward you, right? So uh, it, like, sees that its its brother, its companion has missed casting this sacred flame spell at you, and it approaches you uh, now. And it pushes its hand against your chest, and I'm going to roll to see how much damage you take. And you're going to take 17 necrotic damage. Look. Yikes. He, uh, yeah, he used inflict wounds on you. Uh, and that was his his first level spell. So uh, they don't have a ton of damage spells, but that one is very useful. So I'm going to write yeah. that they use the spell slot. Okay. Um, yeah, excellent use of the um, Mike Myers gif, Nick. Very well done. Very similar concept. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, Halloween or Friday the 13th, you know, and just that calm, collected, like, you can run, but I know I'm gonna get you. Like, creepy atmosphere, and it just barely touches you, and you feel this, like, decaying energy uh, in your chest, because that's where he touched you, and yes, yeah, so you're gonna take that damage. Um, the third one over here is going to go after Halcarin. He's going to come charging in, dual-wielding daggers, uh, and try to get the jump on you a little bit. Uh, I'm pretty positive a 7 isn't going to hit. No. Alright, he does get a second attack. And that one is only a 12. No. So I'm going to rule as he goes to swing at you with his daggers, almost kind of blindly. Um, still very in control, still very calculated, but it's almost just like jabbing out. I mean, he is, his face is shrouded under a hood. 
Uh, and I'll say, even though, you know, you can't really like take the dodge action right now, I'm just going to say you were easily able to kind of like evade his blows, hence why he missed the attack. So, um, I mean, that's, like that would make sense to, for, to like kind of evade it because I'm a monk and I don't have any armor on. So exactly. So like, it's like, he's approaching you from behind, but, uh, your senses are just so aware right now that you kind of like dodge both the attack. Um, you are aware that he did try to attack you, so I'll say that much. Uh, then we've got a fourth guy over here who is going to try to cast Hold Person on Fair Grace. Rude. Um, it sees that you have hindered some of its brothers. I'm doing all the ones on the right side, by the way, right now, if you can't tell. So these guys aren't affected by yeah. Bane or anything. Um, figure I should just mention that. So you have to succeed on a wisdom saving throw, which okay. uh, which is also an 11. Um, or be paralyzed for the duration. Oh my god. Net one. Oh no! Yeah, I'm a halfling. What about it? Don't you get lucky? Do I get lucky? Um, I know I made you lucky at least in Fortuna's realm with like some extra buffs, but let's check really quickly. I'm pulling it up. I think I think you guys have a lucky trait, but it's taking a second to load. I apologize. It actually should say potentially in like your actions and stuff on D and D Beyond, but yeah, when you roll a one on the D twenty for an attack roll, check saving, re-roll the. Yep. So if you're if you're lucky, then yeah. you you can use that. Awesome. I'm gonna use that. <laughs> is there a number of uses you can use that per long rest, or is that just ever? It doesn't say. If it doesn't have a limitation, then it's just something you get to do, so. I got a seven this time, so not much better, but. Okay, you still fail, but it's not a critical failure. Uh, so you feel from behind you just this energy, and it radiates this deep purple aura. I'm going to just say a lot of their stuff has to be, like, with a dark purple, almost black color, just because, like, umbra and you know scary colors it is very similar to some colors that um azuchizu is fond of though and that your armor is fond of cholda so that's interesting but this is like a it's not a happy purple it's like an evil purple if that makes sense like it's been tainted like this is not something Azuchizu would be proud of it honestly probably pisses you off even more they're taking a perfectly good color and ruining it <laughs> so <laughs> so you feel this like purple malevolent energy surround you um fair grace and you suddenly feel the effects of hold person take place which it lasts for a minute as a concentration spell so okay um, that lasts for 10 rounds ideally. Let me double check though real quick. I want to check all my wording and stuff. Okay. 
Yeah, at the end of each of your turns, you can make another wisdom saving throw, and on a success, uh, the spell ends. However, un until then, uh, you're paralyzed for the next ten rounds, so you do have the paralyzed status effect. Okay. So I'm going to write that down real quick. Um, and I'll say, because this spell requires verbal somatic components, um, I'll just say you hear this, like, almost like a whisper, eerie, uh, deep chanting, you know? Like yeah. Like creepy, creepy cultist shit. So, uh, just trying to set the scene a little bit. So you hear that. Okay, that's four of them. We're gonna go to the other guy who was not affected by Bane that's on the left side, and then the last three will all be affected by Bane. So that guy is also going to pull out his daggers, and he's gonna come for you, Thera Grace, because unfortunately you're an easy target. Um, because you've been held now. No. Yeah. Okay. That is an unnatural 21. That'll hit. <laughs> Where did my D4 just... Had it. Ah, there it is. Okay. Um, so that is gonna be for three piercing... Or five piercing damage. Sorry, they do get a plus two. Um... And then it's going to make its second attack. And that one's only going to be an 8. I don't think an 8 is going to hit you. An 8 does not hit. Okay, so you'll feel um, one dagger just kind of sink into your back a little bit. Uh, and immediately pull out. Uh, it stings a little bit. It's going to do the 5 piercing damage to you. Uh, the other attack is just going to completely miss. Uh, maybe because you're shorter than he anticipated. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, then we've got the three guys with Bane here. And I'm sorry to throw you guys immediately into combat. Uh, this is honestly a way for you guys to test out some of your new abilities. So sorry for the long wait, everybody. Um, but we're going to get through this. The guys with Bane are going to try to... Uh, one of them is going to try to attack Kitten. Who's laughing? I just heard, like, laughter. That would be Don. <laughs> From downstairs. Through oh. a door. He's so fucking loud. I love him. Same. I was just like, who's laughing? I, I'm like, I, I'm targeting Regan. I'm sorry. Um, so they're gonna try to go with uh, Sacred Flame as well. So, Kitten, I'm gonna need you to make a um, a spell save. Where did my phone just... Sorry. Okay. Yeah, so you're gonna have to make a saving throw, I believe. What was it? Dexterity? They really should just print what these spells do in this book. It's kind of frustrating. <laughs> yeah, so it's a dexterity <laughs> saving throw of 11. Okay. I got a 12. Okay, that'll pass. So again, this... Uh... This other person, it, it twists its fingers and mutters uh, in some weird language, uh, and its hands light up like fire, and they, they fizzle out. It just doesn't uh, take hold, I guess. So that's their turn. Um, and we've got two more uh, 
one of them is going to try to go in at Kitten with their daggers, but they've got to roll these D4. Uh, that, I mean, they rolled a freaking 13, and they've got a minus a D4. I doubt any of that's going to hit. Yeah, no. Yeah, and then they minus four. So that one misses. Uh, we'll try to do... Oh, and then he rolled a, a fucking two. So, you know what? <laughs> this one guy tries to come in at you, and as he's trying to swing his daggers and dive into your armor, um, it's almost like that energy that Thergrace surrounded him with uh, glows a bit brighter, and the attacks completely miss. And then we've got one more guy, and then it's someone else's turn. <laughs> so, um, unfortunately, I have to throw a lot of these guys at you because they're very low XP. And now you guys take a crazy amount of XP <laughs> to uh, make a fight even kind of medium. So, uh, this last guy is going to go. Uh, it's going to try to cast Sacred Flame at Cholda. So, Cholda, I need you to roll a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Oh, bitch! Okay, give me one sec. No problem. Goodness knows I keep having to flip through my notes and stuff and take a few minutes to get ready, so. God, that's actually pretty high for once. Yay! Uh, give me one shack. Uh, okay, that's just a solid uh, 16. 16. That's, that's gonna succeed more than plenty. Woohoo! So, okay. Um, so then it's gonna be that's all their turn. So, whoever was next, I'm trying to scroll up with y'all talking in this group chat. Um, which I'm not discouraging. It's uh, Halkerin's turn. Who they're muted. I think they may be using the rest yes, of them. I'm, I'm coming. Um, so I'm going to attack the one that's closest to me. I'm going to swing my short sword at him. Okay. Oh, that's a 19 to hit. Um, yeah, that's going to hit. Uh, for 7 damage. Okay. Then I'm going to spend my bonus action to punch him. Okay. That's a, a 22. Yep. That's going to be another 8 damage. Okay. And then extra attack. I'm going to swing my short sword at him again. That one's only a 10. The 10 is going to miss. No. Okay. So, so you punch him, and you punch him, and you go to swing at him with your sword, and it's like he took the punches, and then he very gracefully kind of ducks. You know what? No. We're gonna we're gonna matrix this shit and we're gonna kneel it and he's just gonna like bend backwards and your blade is gonna go over him. So of course he is. You're gonna miss that attack. Uh, after that, that's that's it for you then. Uh yeah. Okay, then it's gonna be Tiff. Alrighty. Well, uh, after his mocking, uh, Tiff is gonna go ahead and go straight for uh. Uh, Aridin, or Adirin, or I don't know how you pronounce his name. I'm. I've been saying I've been saying Adern, but I I don't I don't know. I want it to sound a bit more elegant, so we may alter the pronunciation. But it's that's that's fine. Uh, but he's gonna start by going into a rage because that's what you do as a barbarian. That is what you do. All right. 
Um, so it is plus two to melee damage on strength weapons. And he's going to take a chippity-chop swing at him with his ancestral great axe. Okay. Uh, 17 to hit. That will hit. All right. So it's 1d12. Ooh, um, so that's 16 plus, I'm sorry, I have to remember the raging, 16, 17. So it'd be 18 damage. Okay. Plus an additional four damage, so 22 points of damage. Okay, give me two seconds to add things up here. Okay, so I've got his HP and you said 22 points? Correct. Okay. Uh, he takes it, so your axe slices into him with all your fury and all your anger. Um, and he uh, he does go, ah, as this blade like slices into his skin. Um, it, it damages him significantly. That's a really big hit. So Cool. Well, I'm going to hit him again because of that <laughs> double attack. I'll say like he was kind of, like I said, pacing around the group, and you kind of, the horse kind of whinnies, and uh, he... It stops trotting, and uh, he's, like, turning around kind of side saddle to glare at you. So you hit him. Right. Um, so that is a nat 20 plus – so 27, but it's a nat yeah. 20. Um, yeah, the nat 20 is you're going to get – as he turns to look at you, you're going to have the prime opportunity for this critical hit. Okay. Could I use – with it being a critical hit, could I knock him off the back of his horse? Yes, if attack. you guys have any description, this doesn't even apply to just critical hits. If you have a description of how you want your attack to look, I really encourage that. That's actually what I'm trying to do more um, to kind of paint a scene for these longer combat scenarios. So for our listeners and for you guys, it's at least a little more enjoyable instead of just dice number. Okay, dice number. Okay, so yeah, you're right. absolutely allowed to try to knock him off the horse with the critical. I'll absolutely allow that. All right, So the and the critical is double the base attack, right? So, so critical, I just I just rolled the die. You roll the die normally for a critical, but you double the die and then you add the modifier. Since you roll two dice for your attack, you get to double both of those dice. Okay, so I rolled a six initially on the d12, and then it's plus five, so that's eleven. Is the eleven doubled or is the six doubled? Hang on, can you repeat that? I'm sorry. It's okay. So I roll a d12 plus 5 for my attack on the Great Axe, and then is I roll the you, 6. You roll the d12, and because you're using the Ancestral Great Axe, you roll a d4 as well. So you're going to you're gonna double the d12 and the okay. d4 together. Okay, so Greg, basically... You're going to add the 5 afterward. Okay. Yeah, so you double so, the dice, then add the modifier. So it'll be 17... With the the regular, and then an additional, oh my lord, uh, eight points. So twenty five points of damage total. Shit. Okay, twenty five. Yes. Okay, and I'm trying to find this chart I had real quick. Oh, I'm so sorry. Give I'm me a sorry. Second. I'm it would sorry. be twenty seven. I forgot the additional plus two because of raging. Yep, you absolutely get that. So we've got twenty seven here. And if you'll forgive me, I'm just going to try to look up this chart real quick. This okay. is something I wanted to do in the one shot that I was planning, but fuck it. With such a critical hit in a really <laughs> cool moment, I want to try to do it now. Um, 
if I can find it. I screenshot it, so I know it's here somewhere. But there's a chart that you can roll for um, a critical hit that does some extra stuff. I really wanted to do it for the one shot. It's taking me a second to find it, so maybe I'll just kind of describe it like after the effect. But there's going to be an additional effect that happens with this critical hit besides just knocking him off the horse. Um, All right, sounds good. So, but for now, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you absolutely knock him off his horse. He takes that 27 damage. Uh, so, I've updated that. Um, the horse actually um, rears on its back legs after you knock him off. And like, and like, uh, it begins to get afraid. And it's uh, actually going to kind of uh, run its movement away from you. Uh, abandoning Adern at at your side. So, um, yep, so he took that damage, and that was your second attack, correct? Yep, so that's the end of my turn. Okay. Um, so then it is gonna be, um, whose turn after that? That's Traitha is next. Traitha, thank you for your patience, my friend. Yeah, no problem. And it is your turn. Okay. Um, you're in kind of the middle, so you could access literally anyone. Dark Strider has hurt someone, and he has two people by him. He's probably the farthest away from you. Okay. Halcarin uh, is fighting one-on-one with a guy, kind of at your side, on your right. Okay. Uh, there is another person, even further away from them, who uh, is concentrating on the spell that seems to be affecting Thare Grace, who's near you, um, as she's now unable to do anything. Then there's someone who's stabbing her. And there are two people who went for Kitten, and there's uh, one final person. Um, as well as uh, Tiff is over by Adern. So there's a lot of options currently. Um, you have my, nine. I am going to... I'm going to cast uh, Frostbite on the one that seems to be casting a spell on Thare Grace. Okay. So the one that's uh, targeting Theragrace? Yeah. Okay, you're more than welcome to target that individual. Um, for fifteen. You rolled a fifteen to hit. Yeah. That's gonna hit. Okay, um, they need to make a constitution saving throw of 14. Okay. Uh, constitution saving throw, they got a 13, and I'm going to type that in the chat for you, in case you can't hear. Okay. okay. Um, they're going to take four cold damage. And uh, you're breaking up really bad. Can you repeat it or maybe type it so I can hear what's happening to them? I'm sorry. Um, They're going to take four cold damage. You said four cold damage? Yeah. 
And then also disadvantage on um, um, their next weapon attack roll. Okay. It makes before the end of their next turn. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And then that should be it for me because I don't have um, dual attack. You don't have multi-attack? No. Okay. That's fine. Um, so that'll be your turn then. And I'm trying to scroll and things popping up here that I don't want. Go away, drop. Leave me alone. I don't know if uh, Gregory typed of order. I'm Scroll down, sorry guys. Okay. So I took the damage. Uh, whoever's next after Tretha. Oh, it's it's Kitten. It's me. Okay, yep. So you get to go ahead and take a turn. Uh, okay. You have two on you that were trying to attack you. Yeah, I will lash out with my whip at in my right hand at the last one that attacked me. Okay. So. Um, that's going to be a 12 to hit. Uh, 12's going to miss. Okay, and then uh, I'll slash with my short sword in my left hand. Okay. That'll be a 25. That'll hit. Okay, cool. That'll be eight magical damage. Okay. It will take it, and it shows, like, no reaction as your bleed slices into it. Okay. And uh, that's my turn. That's your turn. So then it's going to be Adern's turn. I'll say he's going to get up off his ass, so he's going to spend like half his movement to do that. Um, he's going to spit at the ground. And let me pull up his stats here. Um, yeah, he is going to try to attack um, Tiff. He's going to like pull his sword out of his hilt. And uh, he looks almost a bit deranged. His hair is kind of mussy now. His hood has fallen down. Um, and you see kind of like an anger in his eyes. And he puts uh, both hands on his sword and he wildly swings at you. Unnatural 20 to hit, Tiff? Yeah, that'll hit. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's going to be for five piercing damage, which means since you're raging, you're going to half it. So it's going to be, I believe, two. I believe it's rounded down. Yep, half you're wise. Round so, down. Um, so you're going to take only two piercing damage, but you must make a constitution saving throw. Uh-oh. All right. Um... That's an 11. That is going to miss. So you are going to take some poison damage on a failed save. Thank you. I love being poisoned. You are going to take 20 poison damage. Oh my god. I probably deserve that. 
he gets to roll 76 poison damage if you fail your constitution saving throw. So I'm not being crazy. Uh, he just rolled pretty decent on that. So uh, he gets a second attack. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> that is going to be a 16 to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Damn, okay, cool. so that is going to be for four piercing damage, so again, you're only going to take two, but then you need to make another constitution saving throw for me, please. Alright. Oh, that's a 23. That will succeed. Um, okay. So you're going to take half as much damage from the successful save, so I still have to roll. <laughs> That gift that Nick just sent to me. Okay, so it would be 23 poison damage, but because you succeeded, it's going to be half, so it's going to be 11. Hot damn. Okay. Um, And that is his turn. So yeah, he just slices at you with his short sword. Um, It seems to be coated with this oil on the sword um and as it grazes your skin considering you don't wear much so it kind of uh it it dives right into your skin and it stings as it hits you and yeah you feel even though you're raging and you are kind of resistant to many types of damage this is eating through that quite literally so uh that was his turn which means then at the end of Round one is Cholda. Yay, it's me. No, I still can't find that wound chart, but I'm going to find it. Okay, so, um, how's this uh, Adrian guy looking? Adrian? Um, I mean, he's hurt. Like I said, he looks very deranged at the um, normally he's very composed. Um, he's supposed to be like the figurehead of this group of cultists. And you guys have made a mockery of him time and again. And then you just knocked him off his horse in front of his crew. So his eyes, uh, that's a perfect gif, Nick. <laughs> uh, it is. He's, it, it really is. He's almost, um, he's almost deliriously laughing with anger and his eyes are uh blazing with with his anger and um but while he's full of this rage which could make him potentially more dangerous it also makes him less composed and in control so like he can definitely hit very hard if he hits but it's it's almost as if he's gone wild does that answer your question Oh, yeah. And his attention is entirely focused on Tiffany right now. I'll give you that. You're kind of in the middle. Tiffany charged at Adern. They're kind of outside of all the cultists at the moment. It is within your range, but uh, they're kind of, you know. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to fire a guiding bolt at third level and scream at him that... You guys ruined purple. It's my favorite color. All right. 
Nat 20. Holy shit. Holy shit. All right. And I'm guessing this bitch at third level. Okay. So give me one sec. No problem. I even I'm gonna be straight up honest out game. I uh I forget how long combat takes sometimes. I totally anticipated this being just a very quick blowout fight where you guys get to test your new shit and uh move on. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I'm still learning on how to balance encounters, so that's no, okay. Um we'll get there. Okay, so I rolled Yeah, you got the uh, natural rolled, 20, so... Yeah, natural 20, and I just rolled 20 points of uh, radiant damage. Woo! All right. And so it's 40 then, or is the 20 the doubled? Yeah, it would be 40, because that's not even doubled. Oh, and shoot, am I forgetting... What am I forgetting? Oh, you're rolling your dice, you're doubling the dice, and then if you get... Uh, modifier for spell casting you would add that after yeah give me one sec um uh tyler nick is asking if you're casting guiding bolt in the group chat and then oh yep then maddie so I, I was kidding yes i am guiding bolt yeah i, I know okay I'm pretty sure that gets a plus three modifier, so that would be what forty six then. Forty three. Uh, you wouldn't double. Oh, no, modifier. no, no, 43, 43, 43, right? So the modifier should be listed at the top of um your spells list. It'll say spell modifier. Right. So that would be forty three. So Total. you shout this exclamation at Adern. And you fling this guiding bolt at him, and it hits square in the back uh, just after he sliced into Tiffany. And he doubles over instantly in pain as you hit him. Um, I'll say uh, it winds him a bit. Like, you hear the air leave his body as it hits him uh, with, like, this radiant force. Um, and it, it it's effectively burning uh he is someone who was in shadow so this radiant damage is the opposite of what he wants to deal with so this is a huge critical hit um i will once i find this chart again uh basically i found this chart that happens that um it's supposed to be potentially when you knock someone down to zero or you get a critical hit and like minor to major injuries can happen uh, I will allow you and Tiff to to roll for those when I find the stupid chart, but I can't find it at the moment, even though I have it saved somewhere for my one shot. So uh, just because you guys have uh, a history of mocking this dude, especially the two of you will get that kind of extra bump yeah. on him. Uh, now he, he takes the damage. This is going to leave effectively a lasting mark on him. Same with Tiffany's attacks. Um, it could be minor. It could be severe. I'm not certain, but uh, we'll roll it when we get there. Uh, he takes it. He is still standing. It does not bring him to his knee. So, 
That goes back to top of the round, which is Derek Darkstrider's turn. See, Regan is typing. I'm wondering if I'm cutting out. All righty. So I'm going to kind of change to one hand with my longsword and slice at the guy that hit me. So, so you're slicing at the guy that you already hurt? Or the guy that touched you? The guy that touched me. Okay. So, sorry, you just cut out a little bit there for me. So, um, oh, no yeah, problem. Yep, go ahead. You're slicing at this guy who touched you. That was a 25. And this is with your, sword? This is with your arm sword? No, my uh, long sword. With the long sword? Okay. And you said yep. uh, you, what, what hold? What? What did you roll? I'm sorry. Uh, 25. That's going to hit. (laughs) (laughs) Then for damage, I rolled a five. Five? Okay. Um... Is that adding your strength modifier already, or no? Yep. I'm sorry, did you say it was or it wasn't? Yeah, it's five is the total. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure. So uh, it hits him. Again, your sword uh, slices into into this one's body. You're up. It's a very, it's a long sword, and you're up very close, so you just kind of get a hit um probably at like his hip a little bit as you slice it upward and uh you you see blood spill onto your sword and again it glows a little bit brighter red it pulses with that um that energy but doesn't it doesn't react it's still standing just in front of you uh you're able to take your second attack all right then for my second attack i want to Attack the guy that I was initially attacking. Perfect. Sounds good. And I want to, with the arm that has the short sword blade on it, I want to yeah. at him, the blade just pop out. Excellent. All right, go for it. Nat 20. Oh, fuck. Holy shit. All right. Uh, yeah, that's gonna hit. Very hard. Oh. Alright, so that will be for a total of 15 damage. How much damage? 15. 15? Okay. Uh, that definitely hurts. Did you envision a certain way you I know you said that it just kind of pops out, but did you, like, have any description? Or I can do it if you want, but if you had an idea... I think she wants you to um, describe it. I yeah, so it like, don't feel comfortable, but if you had like a cool idea, since it's a critical hit that you wanted to, so as I, yeah, I swing my arm towards his head, and as my fist is about to connect, the blade launches just through his head. Hell yeah, he's uh. Again, it's he's got blood uh, streaking from his temple. He's very critically wounded. Um, 
he's still standing there, uh, but like normally they emanate this kind of energy as they're standing there. Um, very hyper alert, very attentive. Honestly, like in my head right now, the first thing that pops is the Nazgul. Uh-huh. Um, but like that, uh, it, he's disoriented. That energy is not really emanating from him at this moment because you you hit him in the head, critical hit. So, um. He's kind of uh, stumbling like he's going to fall down, but he's not quite down yet, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then it's Thergrace's turn. Thergrace, you get to make a wisdom saving throw because you're currently being held by hold person. Okay. Um, let me pull up my stats. Okay. You need an 11. 19. Okay, you are good. Um, Because these rounds are so long, I'm going to say that you the benefit of getting to take your action now. Normally that roll takes place at the end of your turn, but fuck it. I'm the GM. I'm making the rules. You're allowed to take an action. Oh, thank you. So kind. Um... Okay. Hmm... I didn't think I'd get this far. <laughs> um, sorry. You're okay. Um. Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. How's how's Tiff looking? Tiff's a little bit beat up. Um. Am I near enough to Tiff? Oh, this has a range of 60 feet. I was going to cast Healing Word on Tiff. That'd be dope, since we're buds. We are buds. Um, Alright, so you use your magical healing magic. Um, Yes, and I'm going to use it at second level, so I use 2d4, and then it's... Wait. 3d4. Hold on. Unaffected. It's that can't be right. Forty four plus two. If you're casting it at second level, I mean it. It is probably very powerful. Plus, you're at fifth level now, so that's probably why. Good point. Good point. Good point. Okay. Yeah. So if you're on D and D Beyond, and that's what it's telling you, like I highly doubt their system is correct. (laughs) So it's incorrect, or it is correct. I highly doubt that it's incorrect, therefore meaning that... Okay, okay, gotcha. Okay, so I'm gonna... I'm gonna heal Tiff some some points here. Let me grab my D4s. One, two, eight, ten, twelve hit points. Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. All right. Hang in there, Tiff! Wholesome. I love their friendship. So next is the cultists, correct? I'm trying to remember the order. I should have. Yeah, it's the cultists. But I got spoiled with it being in the group chat, and now everyone's sharing gifts and memes uh, while they wait for their turns, which is fine. (laughs) But uh, I'm like, ah, fuck, who's next? Okay. So 
Uh, Dark Strider, the one that got hurt by you, I'm going to say he's rolling with disadvantage because he's suffering from a critical head wound. Um, he's trying <laughs> to... He's trying to hit you um, with his daggers that he's pulled out, but he's going to roll a nine, which I doubt is going to hit. And then he's going to roll another nine. So I'm going to affect, unless your AC is for some reason a nine, uh, then he misses. <laughs> yep. Uh, the second one who had previously touched you, who you damaged a little bit, um, is going to... Try to cast Sacred Flame on you, so I need you to make a dex save for me, please. It's cocked. Fifteen. Uh, yeah, you succeed. Again, this Sacred Flame just doesn't seem to be working on you. Um, and although they don't really show emotion for the most part, you can feel an uneasiness in the air around you, as this is, I think, the third time, second or third time someone's tried to cast this spell on you that has not worked. Um, and as you know, for Cult of Umbra, what they deem as sacred is something most people don't, so they're wondering why <laughs> this uh, energy is refusing to work on you uh, is what I'm going with. So, uh, okay, so those two guys went. They both missed. This third guy that's fighting Halcarin is going to cast Spiritual Weapon. So I'm going to pull that up here. Uh, since you tried to swing at him with your sword, he wants his own fancy weapon. Hey, I didn't try. I did. So yeah, this guy... Leans his back to evade your last attack, comes back right side up and tries to cast this spell with uh, this energy in his hands. And yeah, I think it just auto happens. So um, yeah, yep. So uh, he so he comes back up and he's gonna actually like recreate your own weapon, but magical like short sword. Uh, and it's it's floating, so he's not physically holding on to it. It's like his hands are kind of separated and contorted in a weird way to create this thing. Like there's this energy coming from it to create this sword, but he doesn't have to physically hold on to it. Um, and it gets to make a melee spell attack against a creature within five feet. So it's going to try to attack you. Does a 17 hit? Uh, that'll hit. Okay. Uh, so we're going to do 1d8. So it's going to be for seven force damage. Okay. And as a bonus action on his turn, he can move the weapon and repeat the attack against a creature within five feet of it. Um, so it's going to go after Dark Strider because the ones fighting Dark Strider are struggling. So the sword is going to port over by Dark Strider. It's going to try to attack him. Uh, 17. Be He's here. Okay, uh, I rolled a 17 to hit him. Oh, what? You keep cutting out. I'm sorry. I'll type it. Okay. It seems to cut out mostly with numbers, which is the most unfortunate timing. 
right, that hits. Okay, so that's going to hit. So it's going to be for four force damage. I'm going to type that too. Uh, and that's that turn. Okay, so he's gone, he's right. gone, he's gone. Um, this guy gets a disadvantage on his next weapon attack thanks to Traitha. Um, he is going to try to... I'm going to say he's going to uh, try to fling his daggers at Traitha to be fancy. But he's going to get disadvantage for it, so... Uh, that's going to be a 15 for the first attack. That'll hit. I don't know. If okay, cool. Um, it's going to be for four piercing damage. Just trying to type that. He does get okay. a second attack. Uh, he is going to roll a nat one on the second attack. So um, he goes to fling his dagger and it actually hits the guy next to him <laughs> for five. <laughs> his dagger just, yeah, his dagger just lunges into the one that's fighting Halker and uh, the the guy does not react but there's just a dagger in like his back behind his shoulder blades. I love that for him. So there's that. Um, There's a couple more guys who are still affected by Bane and that one guy um, okay, one is gonna try to attack Thergrace. Uh, 15 Thergrace. For Thergrace, that'll hit. Okay. Uh, that'll be for six piercing. And it's gonna okay. try to do the same thing. Uh, 17. Uh, that'll, that'll hit. Another, that'll be another six. Okay, hold on. Okay. Okay. So that's that. And then we're back to the guys who have Bane. This is round two. So um, they're going to try to. Um, they're going to turn their attention to Cholda because Cholda unleashed that frightening energy. And. Um, oh. The one is going to try to cast Hold Person. So you have to make a save. I believe. Oh, what kind of save? Let me double check. I'm pulling up the spell again. You'd think I'd have it memorized by now. How many times have I had to look it up? But alas. Oh, wisdom save. Wisdom. <laughs> oh, pray to God I'm... Bye. Okay. Don't you mean pray to Azu? Well, he's my god, so... I was gonna say, you said pray to god. I mean, that still qualifies. Uh... 16? Yep, you're good. You're fine. Woo! Didn't work. Right. Uh, the, other one is, the other one is gonna try to do the same thing, though. Go oh, ahead and make another oh. one for me. God fucking damn it. Oh, well, okay. That's an unnatural 20. Oh, yeah. You shake this off, no problem. You feel these almost invisible hands trying to grab you, 
and uh, I'll say you're radiating this like bright purple energy that is a big fuck you to them. So ain't got no time for that. Yep. And this last one is going to approach you, Cholda. So you're going to be like face to face with one, and it's going to try to um, do inflict wounds. However, it has to take the effect of bane, so it's going to get a minus d4 to its roll here. Yeah, well, it rolled a seven, so I'm pretty sure it's not going to hit. Yeah, so a, a total of six. So uh, that's going to waste a first level spell slot for him. Uh, it is now whoever's turn after the cultist. I believe it's mine. I think it's Halcaran and then Tiff. So. Okay, um, so I'm gonna, the one that's, like, facing me, I would like to swing my short sword at it. Yeah, go ahead. That is a nat 20. Oh my god, okay. Thank you again, Greg, with the update for the initiative order. You get the um, nat so 20, uh, alright. Alright, so I rolled 4, so that's 8 plus 4, so 12. Can you repeat your total damage? I did not get it. 12. Slashing. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That'll hit. And then I would like to punch him. Okay. Is the punching a bonus action or your second action? That's a bonus action. Okay. And that is 23 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. Eight damage. Uh, yep. Yeah, okay. He's looking pretty shaken up as you slice at him with your sword and then punch him in the gut. All right, um, and then I would like to um, swing my short sword at him again. Okay. 19 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. That is for nine damage. How do you want to do this? Ooh, um, okay, so can I um, kind of like swing it at him and then kind of twirl around him, grab the dagger that's in his back and like kick him out of it? Absolutely, and because of how cool that is, I will allow you to try to fling the dagger at another target. Okay, um, I would like to throw it at whoever's nearest to me. Uh, the one attacking Dark Strider. Alright, I would two, like to actually, throw it at him. Yeah. Alright, uh, that uh, you get to... to yep, that's gonna hit. Okay, and so you get to roll 1d4 and add your dexterity damage to it. Um, or, it's 1d4, 1d4 plus 2. Uh, for this guy, so yeah, plus your dexterity, so. Um, well, daggers are, uh, considered a monk weapon, so can I use my monk die? Yeah, sure. Cool. Uh, so that's gonna be nine damage, then? He'll take it. He doesn't look happy. And then I am done. Okay. Uh, so then it's Tiff's turn. Yep, uh, I'm gonna raise my uh, great axe up and take a swing at uh, the bad guy, the main dude. Go ahead. Uh, for 17 to hit. That'll hit. Cool. And I'm still raging, so here's that. Seven. So that'll be. Excuse me. 
17, 18, 19, 20 points of damage. All right, he'll take it. Cool. And then uh, I'm going to hit him again. Okay. I don't like this guy. That is a 19 to hit. That'll also hit. <clears throat> okay. For God bless America. 11, 16, 17, 18, 22 points of damage. Um, yeah, that'll, he's still, he's still up, but he's, uh, like bleeding out of several wounds now. Oh, good. Uh, he looks, uh, like the more you hit him, the more there's this crazy deranged energy emanating from him. And he's just like snarling but uh he almost looks happy he's become very like demented oh oops <laughs> yeah you're basically knocking him into like crazy uh you know, like wild like he's not he doesn't have a rage system like you but he's got he's becoming unhinged uh so and he's just like not even trying to dodge your attacks as you slice into him. All right. Well, that's all I got. All right. Uh, so then who is Tiff? It is Tretha. Okay. So I would like to, um, I'd like to use frostbite again. I think okay. on the same guy. Yeah. On the same guy? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead. Um Does a 15 hit? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so they uh, con fourteen. Constitution save. Okay. Yeah. Twelve. Okay, so then that is eight cold damage. Awesome. Okay. And then uh, disadvantage on the next weapon attack. Okay. And that's it? Yep. Okay, Kitten, your turn. Okay, so are the two guys still standing next to me? The one that I hit and then the one that I didn't hit? Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll attack the one I didn't hit last time. Um, and I'll swing with my whip again. Sure thing. That's an Unnatural 20 to hit. It's gonna hit. Alright. It's gonna be for 7. Okay. And you were hitting and him then, with, with what? Your sword? I'm sorry. That was my whip that time. Okay, and then, whip. Cool. Yep, and then I'll come at him with my short sword. Okay. Uh, that's gonna be 23 to hit. All right, that'll hit. All right. It's going to be for seven. 
Another seven? Okay. Yep. So, yeah, you crack him with your whip, and then you slice him with your sword. Again, he doesn't really react. Um, even though you're slicing into him, they had just cast... They're, they're still right next to you, but they had been casting their spells towards Cholda. So, like, even though you are physically right up on them and swinging at them and hitting them, um, their their attention seems to be directed elsewhere. It's like you're not even registering on their radar. So okay, you did, you did hurt them. You feel your weapon slice into them, um, and it does do significant damage. You see uh, that your weapons are bloodied, so that they do bleed. They are at least some kind of physical creature. Okay, uh, that will go to Adern's turn then. Um, he is going to whistle, and he's gonna slice at Tiff a couple more times. Okay. Uh, 18. That'll hit. And where is his die? Okay. Uh, that'll be for 8 piercing, so 4, because you're still raging. Okay. And then you gotta make that con save for me. Yep. Um... Oh my goodness. That is a 19. Uh, that'll succeed, so you're only going to take half here. Uh, that'll be for 16, so it's going to be a total of 8 poison damage. Can you say that last part again? A total of how many? I typed it. It's 8 poison, but... Thank you. No problem. Okay. And that's already halved. So it was 16. So it's you're, you're taking 8. Um, and he's going to swing at you again. Uh, that's going to be an unnatural 25. Yeah, that'll hit. That one's going to be for 7 piercing. So it's going to be um, for 3. Okay. Hi, Logan. I see that he said hi in the chat. So, um, And then you got to make another con save for me. Uh, nat 20. Uh, I'll actually say you take no damage on a nat 20. Cool. Because that's awesome. <laughs> so, he swings at you, but, like, the poison just doesn't, uh, like, take hold of your body. And, uh, since he, he whistled, um, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's hit you with his sword. And, uh, his horse comes, uh you know, uh, what is it, galloping back towards him, and he is actually gonna, like, grab hold of it and swing himself up onto the horse. So. Uh, is he running away, or is he just climbing on the horse? He's just like, climbing on the horse at the moment, but he's looking ready to do something. I was gonna um, say, can, can I, uh, what's the word? Um, is that an attack? attack? Yeah, since he's got his back turned to me or whatever to get on the horse. Um, I'm gonna say no, because he's not leaving the square. He's just hoisting himself up onto the horse. Okay, no big deal. Just figured I'd ask. Oh, totally, totally. Um, but yeah, he's not leaving the square at the moment. Um, he's he's just hopping on the horse. Um, 
And on that note, it's going to go to Cholba. It's your turn. Yay. Okay. So I see him get up on the Nene. Yes. <laughs> um, well, what does Cholda do best except guiding Bolt? Second. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. What's that? That's a 18 to hit. That's going to hit. Yay! Okay. Man, uh, yeah. I don't. Plus one. I appreciate your gift, Nick. You're calling Adern a loser. You know, <laughs> I, have, I had big plans for Adern, and y'all have made him a joke. I'm, I'm going to remember. Okay. He is a fucking joke. That is 19 points of radiant damage. All right. I am going to say uh, that it hits him with this burst of light. And uh, he actually, uh, he's like smoldering. Like this is obviously hurting him uh, very badly. But he is laughing. The dude has lost it. You're creepy. Um, he's kind of slumped over the horse, especially after taking that hit. He's looking very bad. Uh, but he's laughing about it nonetheless. And that's going to go back to the top of the round, and it's going to be uh, Derek Darkstrider's turn. And remember, everybody gets advantage on the attack roll. Yeah, they're all just kind of swarmed by other bad guys, though. Yes. Okay. Alrighty. Um, so I'm going to go for the one that keeps touching me. Yeah, go ahead. Raising my... Don't long touch sword. me, bro. Going, going full on with the two hands again. Uh, 24. That'll hit. That'll be for 13. Okay. He's looking bad. He's looking as bad as the other guy that pretty severely. Neither of them really seems all there at this point. Almost like empty shells. All right. So they're still standing. But um, I will say that like the energy emanating from them is significantly mm -hmm. uh, diminished. <laughs> All right. Um then on my second attack I will attack the same one. Yeah. That'll be for nine uh nineteen. Yep, yep, nineteen hits. That'll be for ten damage. How do you want to do this? Um Make it cool. Yeah. I want to plunge the sword into his stomach and then just slice up. Excellent. And which sword was this? I'm sorry. I did not. Huh? Wh which sword was this? 
the long sword. Okay, you have to roll a d20 for me, Drew. Alrighty. Just a regular d20. Eleven. Alright, nothing happens. But the sword does glow a very bright red. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, you need a 13 to get your cool ability. So, he just, he just, uh, collapses to the ground and is no longer moving. But that is another one taken out. Excellent. In a very cool way. So, uh, you do that, and then it's going to be Thare Grace's turn. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. I am going to... How... There, are, there are three guys who are affected by Bane that are kind of by... Uh, two of them are by Kitten. There is one that okay. is like right by you who's still affected by Bane. There is a, another guy that is near Cholda. And then there is one guy by Darkstrider. There is one guy kind of on the outskirts who's not really near anyone. And then there's Adern who just climbed up on his horse and is all the way over by Tiff. Okay. So there are a total of four targets on your left. Five, if you include Adern. um, Five targets on your left, and then there are two on your right. Okay. I am going to... Yeah, I'm going to try to use whole person on Adern. Um, So I'm going to break... Um, the Bane, because they're both concentrations. Okay. So I'll cross out Bane. Um, so he has to make a wisdom saving throw. And you broke up a little bit. Which one is the one you're targeting? I'm I'm targeting... Oh, Oh, Adern? Okay. So he has to make a wisdom save? Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Drop my die. That's going to be a 17. Was that a 7 or a 17? 17. Sorry, can you hear me? 17. I'm typing it. Fuck. Okay, yeah, he passes. I tried. You did try. That's okay. Mm, Okay, that's all. (laughs) So that's it? Okay, so then it's going to be turn. Uh, Dark Strider, there's still one up on you. Um, however, he only rolled an eight. He's gonna try to roll again. Uh, that one's an unnatural 20 for a second dagger attack. Yep, that hits. Uh, that's for six piercing. What? Seven. That, that's for uh, six piercing. I'm gonna type it again. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. Six. And then that's that one. This guy is gonna roll 
I'm going to have one guy roll for Sacred Flame. Uh, he's going to try to attack Cholda. So, Cholda, I need you to make another dex save for me. Oh, no. Here we go. Oh. Saving throws. This is going to be really good. Um, that's an unnatural 25. Unnatural Jesus. 25. Okay. Well, yeah. The magic fizzles out and nothing happens. Um, okay. I've got a guy over here. Cholda, another guy is going to try to cast Inflict Wounds on you. Damn it. And what there, was that? Coming Saving throw. Oh, uh, that one is one that I make a melee spell attack, so... Okay, okay, right. Does an unnatural 20 hit? Yes. And you know how it feels, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my first time getting hit on. True. At least I'm not getting beaten to shit. <laughs> For right. 15, 15 necrotic damage, which I'm going to type. So uh, this, uh, it was one that was kind of already up in your space, Cholda, and yeah, it makes a melee spell attack against you, so it, like, lashes its hand out, and as it strikes you, you feel this horrible, decaying energy oh. um, just grab tight of you, and uh, it stings your very soul. Oh my god, um, it's, like the, it's like the creepy thing in the wheel box all over again yeah so we've got that guy um and then i've got these ones uh Theragrace, one is gonna try to cast sacred flame on you so i need you to make a dexterity saving throw please fair grace are you there Shit. Sorry, I'm here. Okay, I need you to make a dex save for me. Okay. Drew was singing cats and I got distracted. That's okay. No, I hate him. It's not okay. Aww. 22. You're good. These guys just cannot get their sacred flames to work against you all. Um, Maybe just radiating too much of that good luck energy and they just can't uh get it up for lack of a better word so <laughs> love that. i love that energy all right we've got uh another dude right here who's gonna go um he's gonna cast spiritual weapon so we've got he's casting a second second level spell um it's gonna try to attack kitten here it's going to be an 18 to hit, Kitten. Yep, that'll hit. Okay, and let me pull that up again for damage purposes. Okay, sorry guys, it's loading. Okay, it's a D8. Of course it would roll a 1. Um, So it's going to be for a total of 4 force damage. Okay. Um, 
And then as a bonus action, it gets to move and it's going to try to attack Cholda. It got an eight. <laughs> I can't make any of my rolls hit. It feels like. Meanwhile, you guys have almost all rolled that. All right. That's just the way the dice play. It tells the story. So, uh, this sword appears by you, Cholda, but it does, it, it misses the slice at you. Uh, and that's gonna be Halcarin's turn. Okay, upon seeing, um, Adrian get up on his horse, I'm gonna sling a bolt at him. And I get an advantage on that, correct? Yes, because how long does Guiding Bolt last, Tyler? I'm sure it's only been like a round and a half, so I'm sure it's still well, in effect. But... Next turn. Yeah, yeah I, I think get something until his next turn, I'm pretty sure. Okay, but he like just cast it again, didn't he? Tyler, didn't you cast Guiding Bolt again? He did. He's yeah. not at oh, his computer. Right yeah, so I mean, it's it's in effect. I'm pretty sure that's the last thing he did, is he's just, he's cast it twice in a row, so. So I'm with advantage that so, is 17 yeah, you'll get to advantage. hit. You cut out. I don't know what you rolled. 17 to hit. Uh, yep, that'll hit. Yeah, good thing I had advantage because the other one was in that one. Oof. Uh, so that's nine damage. Okay. And I would like to spend a key point to sling two more at him. Jesus, all right. Uh, 25 to hit for the first one. Yep. That's another 10 damage. Yep, okay. All right, and then the other one's going to go at him. 19 to hit. Yep. Thank goodness for uh, advantage. That one's only five to five damage. Well, thank goodness for that. All right, so you hit him with all these bolts. Um, the horses, uh, like over and over again. Um, it's kind of like its feet are trotting in place. It seems very anxious to move. Um, it does not like these bolts of light being thrown at its rider, and he's just hunched over, almost like hugging the neck of this uh, this majestic, very large horse. And uh, his hair's kind of falling into his eyes a bit, but he still has this like psychotic grin on his face. Well, um, it's a good thing I have one more attack, so I'm going to sling another bolt at him. Oh my god! That was just my extra attacks on my key point. That's 17 to hit. Uh, that's actually, yep, gonna hit. I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure I hit earlier. That's seven damage. How much? How much damage? I'm sorry. Seven. Yep, okay. He's still up. Dude, he's like the right hand man of the BBEG. I don't know <laughs> what to expect. Other than a fuck ton of health, because I refuse to let him die. <laughs> All right, well that that is it from me. I, I don't want to say I don't want to say I refuse to let him die because you guys are very significantly. I am keeping track, hence why I've shown how he's uh, taking a lot of health. I'm not gonna like completely cheat you out of it if you get it, but uh, like it's funny how much I... effort you're putting on this dude. Well, I am officially done. Okay. All right, it's now it's Tiff's turn. Tiff's turn. Hell yeah. Who's saying in the chat, don't steal my kill, bro. Don't do it. All right, well, I'm going to swing at him with my axe because that's what I do. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, that's a nat 20. Oh, are you kidding me? All right. He's hacking and whacking and smacking. <laughs> Swiggity swooty. All right, so. Don't oh, you wait, hit that horse. I'm not going to hit the horse. The horse is the innocent one here. So. 3, 8, 16, 18. 22 points of damage. All right, he's going to take it. And I'm going to say he's coughing up blood at this point. Cool. I'm going to swing at him again. That's 18. 25 to hit. Yeah, obviously that's going to hit. Yeah. (laughs) 15. 16. 17 points of damage. Okay. He's taking it. Damn it. Oh, wait a second. Um, Since I got that critical hit, um, I have the... um, Where is it? The Great Weapon Master attack. And it says, on your turn, when you score a critical hit with a melee weapon or reduce a creature to zero with one, you can make a one melee weapon attack as a bonus action. Can I just do an additional swipe at him with the Great Axe? Or how does that yes. work out? Okay. Yeah, you can. That's fine. Okay. Mm, that's only going to be a... to hit. A what? I'm sorry, you cut out. <clears throat> sorry, 16. Yeah, that's going to hit. All right. He ooh, doesn't ooh. have that high of an AC, but he has a lot of health. That's his I... benefit. Nine. 15 points of damage. 1-5. Alright, got it. Alright. You guys have done a ton of damage to him. And it's still not enough, huh? No, it's not. That's fine. I have scribbles all in my margins of health points, if it makes you feel any better. Oh, it does make me feel better. I uh, I anticipated you guys would wipe out like the minion dudes real quick, and Adern wouldn't be a big part of this fight. But you have uh, kind of forced him into the into the front line. So kudos to you. Uh, is that it, Tiff? I say as he just dealt like sixty damage. <laughs> in one yeah, that's it. All right, uh, that's going to be Tretha's turn. Oh, man, Tiff, that is dope. I love it. I hope you get to use it. But uh, Me too. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's going to happen on this enemy. Okay. okay. Um, I'm not going to Shillelagh the same one that I have been attacking. <laughs> That's a two. Oh no. <laughs> okay. That's all I got. I'm sorry. It's okay. That's gonna be Kitten's turn. Alright. I'll 
attack the first one that attacked me with my whip. Alright. That's a nat 20. Hell We're on yeah. it tonight, man. That's crazy. Okay, so... Sorry. It's weird flipping back and forth between everything on my phone. Alright, so... Sorry, I'm trying to math. Math? Math is math. So, 26. How do you want to do this? Because that literally... Um, since I haven't really figured out that it can change elements. Which, uh, yeah, I appreciate. I was like, why isn't she changing its magic? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I told her she doesn't know yet. <laughs> right. Could it, since it's a crit, can it just kind of, like, show me that it can change or something and that it has some sort of something to it? Absolutely. I love that. And get some inspiration, because that's a cool way to not meta knowing your ability and like working it into the story so. <laughs> yeah i was like trying not to because she wouldn't no, have just cracked it and figured it out so yeah so uh, so yeah you you are uh lunging out with your whip at this guy and as it cracks against his skin uh it like blazes with this really hot fire uh that starts to burn him and i'll say to be like extra cool like, it gets a couple lashes at him, especially with a critical hit, and that way you can see, like, it it do different types of damage each time you crack it. So, like, one minute he's burning, and as the whip wraps around him, uh, it turns to, like, ice and, like, stabs into him, and he takes this cold damage, uh, and then that kind of melts uh, and turns into, like, an electric current. Like, you're, you get all these different cool elemental abilities, and I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna, like, cap how many different elemental abilities you get, if you can justify some type of elemental damage and, like, the way you want it to look um, within reason, I'll do it. So, um, so, like, if you can come up with some, like, cool thing, I'll absolutely uh, consider it. And you, all you have to do is ask. So, but, yeah, you see this whip just crack and uh, form all these different cool elements. And this guy... Uh, just collapses under the the pain of all of them. And, Sweet, uh, and he's dead. So we're down to four cultists, uh, three of which are very hurt, and Adern, who's on his horse, who's very very hurt. And uh, I have to pull something up real quick. I had a page. 235. Me. This is where Greg is going to hate me. Just a heads up. As well as Tiff. So, uh, if you have not been aware, I'll just openly say it now, but the steed that Adrian is on is a nightmare. That's literally what they're called. Um, and... So she's this black horse with like fire for hair and on her hooves and tail. And okay, uh, yeah. they we need to have a group. <laughs> they have an action called Ethereal Stride, 
and uh, Adern, who's looking very shitty at this point, again, is just laughing and laughing. And um, and he, uh, I was going to, sorry, I'm trying to honestly think of what he would say. I should have had something planned for this. Uh, I'm not forcing around. No. But he, um, he's kind of cackling. And uh, and he says, "You cannot stop Jesus. us," is what I guess he'll say. And um, the nightmare and up to three willing creatures within five feet of it magically enter the ethereal plane from the material plane, or vice versa. So uh, he's uh, gonna vanish with the nightmare, which I know. No! Oh, I I know. I I literally. I'll even prove to you. I have this written in my notes later. Uh, but that ethereal stride was was gonna so, be happening. <laughs> uh, so you really beat the shit out of him now, though. So now there's a huge vendetta. And actually, kitten, I'm gonna say that may be where your uh, devil card comes in, where you have en enmity with an outsider. Oh no. Um like this, even though he wasn't really attacking you session, um, the fact that he ran away like that and has been like laughing the entire time, you just feel this pure hate uh like in your in your body and uh you two are connected now. Kind of like how Kylo Ren and Rey are connected in the Force, even though they're on like opposite sides, and it's like, what do they call it? Like a, a diode or something? It's a very similar connection, is what I'm gonna say. So even though he's gone, you can like almost feel his presence, and uh, like you have a potential idea of where he's going. Okay. And is that is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. I've been trying to figure out how to work, work the devil card you got in. Uh, well, why not make it for this big bad guy, right? So, uh, so yeah, you guys are kind of, guys are kind of connected now, and uh, that is his turn as he is cackling. You can almost hear the faint echo of his laugh as he and the the mare disappear. Um, Thing. That goes to Tolda's turn. Me. I see. I see all these sour gifts in the chat. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mostly Nick. Um, is there still a uh, a is that inflicting wounds guy still in front of me? Oh, absolutely. He literally touched you to inflict those wounds, so he is in your space. I I am going to like hit him in the face with my mace. All right. Okay. Uh, nineteen. That'll hit. Okay. All right. So now, are you using the new cool mace that you got? Um. Well, what are the one? One from a zoo to zoo. 
yeah, sure, I'll I'll use it. Okay, since I'm you hit him, I need you to roll that D20. I'm sorry, what was that? I was kind of, I accidentally talked over you. Is it like a is there like a plus one to the mace at all or I mean uh yeah I'd say that that's fine. Okay. Okay. Uh but I, I need you to roll just like um a regular D twenty, no pluses. Okay. That is a ten. Ten? One okay. zero. Okay. So since you rolled a 10, instead of doing damage, as the Mr. Punch head collides uh, with this cultist in front of you, uh, the head almost kind of springs to life and starts laughing joyfully. And uh, I... Let me see here. Where's my thing of beasts? Okay. Uh, Tyler, I would like you to roll a d20 for me again. He's gonna, it's gonna effectively cast Polymorph Ooh, as yeah. your action. Uh, but you don't get to control what it turns into, so I want you to roll a d20 for me. That's a 15. One five. Alright. I am gonna say... Actually, are there any animals associated with a zoo to zoo? Um, well, I had a dream about ferrets while he was talking, so how about ferrets or weasels? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, let's go with a weasel because I think there's actually a stat for that in the, uh, yep, there's a stat for that in here. So oh. as you this Mr. Punch head uh, on on the um, cultist uh, robes and everything it turns into a long slinky weasel <gasps> oh my god uh, and I will even say that the weasel is purple <gasps> I love it <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's just this weasel in front of you. Uh, it does not appear to be hostile. I'm going to pick him up and put him into my purse, if you'll allow me. <laughs> make, make an animal handling check. Okay. <laughs> the group is chanting, one of us, one of us. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Uh... <laughs> oh shit, that's a natural one. A natural one? My first. With the natural one, you try to grab this weasel, uh, and it squeaks and, uh... <laughs> Weaseled out of his grip? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's not like running away from you but it's kind of scampering just out of reach of your hand is how I'm going to rule it for right now. Um, is it the sword dance? I I don't people are screaming. I don't know what's happening. What's up? I asked if it was doing the weasel war dance. I don't know what that is, but uh sure. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so this weasel's kind of scampering around Cholda 
at the moment. It is a bright purple weasel, which is very unnatural. Um, you know what? Since it was a negative one, just for the sake of like something kind of bad happening, Tyler, I'm gonna say that you tried to grab it and it farted. Because <gasps> weasels can be kind of gassy, so uh, it smells really bad in your area at the moment. Uh, <laughs> no, wait, you tried to. Yo, I want you. <laughs> and uh, that goes back to top of the round for Dark Strider. There are two cultists left. Dark Strider, one of them has been, it's the one that you like struck on the temple that's very, very hurt. All right. I'm going at him. Okay. A 12. Thank you for the positive comment, uh, Aaron. And a 12 is actually going to miss Dark Strider, so. What? A 12 is actually going to miss. Okay. Luckily, I got a second attack. Yep, you sure do. It's a 12 again. Hmm. That is still going to miss, unfortunately. So, like, just as you're going to strike at it. I'm going to use my inspiration to uh, re-roll that one. Hell yeah. Go ahead. Jesus. Eight. You got an eight? Yeah. Unfortunately, that also doesn't hit. I'm sorry, bro. Uh, I just got a gif of the weasel war dance. Yeah, that's absolutely what it's doing. It's cute. And, and it farted all nasty, so that's what's happening. Uh, unfortunately, Dark Strider, you go to swing your sword at this enemy, and although it's dazed and is, like, on the verge of fainting... Uh, it's almost like every time it stumbles that your, uh, your blade just misses it. So, uh -huh. that's, that's gonna be Thayer Grace's turn. Okay. Um, I, I guess how many people are in, like, uh, like, are in my vicinity? There are two. There are two cultists left. One is very hurt by Dark Strider, and the other one, uh, Traitha, has been attacking. Okay. Okay. And there's a weasel by Cholda, who's purple. Okay. And you're not sure what happened to that Adern guy, but he and his horse are gone, and Tiff is uh, pissed. <laughs> his upsetty spaghetti. Tiff is pissed. So okay. can Tiff get like so mad that he just travels through the quantum realms to catch up with him? <laughs> <laughs> through sheer anger, just bursts through the realms of reality. Um. Well, I guess uh, I want to do something, but I don't want to hurt the people around me. So. Never mind that. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll just use Bane, and um, and I'll target the remaining two who are left. Okay. So they've got to make charisma. Charisma saving throws. Yeah. Oh, they both failed. They got a seven and a two. They do not pass. All right. So they are affected by Bane. 
And it's their turn, and the hurt one is gonna try to swing at Dark Strider with his um oh geez. Okay, well that guy, after all the pluses and minuses, rolled a five, so he's definitely not hitting. Yeah. <laughs> uh then he rolled a thirteen after the bane. So does a thirteen with a dagger hit Dark Strider? No, that's still a mess. Okay, so he's stumbling. Uh his arms, like, aren't even truly in it anymore. They're barely swinging, and uh, they they both fail. Uh, the other guy is going to try to... Um, and he's got disadvantage on his weapon attack, because... Oh, no, did Traitha, did you hit last time? I can't remember. I have an old note about disadvantage. I don't know if he still has it. I think Traitha got a two last time, but... Yeah, I got a two last time. Okay. And I used um, Shillelagh anyway, so he doesn't have disadvantage anymore. Okay. Um, but he still has the Bane effect. So uh, that's going to be a 12 on trying to hit Traitha. Um, my AC is 12. Uh, roller wins ties, so that's a success then. Um, so he's gonna be for six piercing damage. Okay. And he gets a second attack. Uh, that one is not as good, though. That's an eight after Bane, so that isn't gonna hit yeah. him. Um, so he misses, so that's the end of their turn. Which means that it's Halcron's turn. Okay, um, I guess I'll run up to whichever one's closest to me. They're pretty equidistant, so you could go after the hurt one that Strider is struggling to hit, or you could go after the hurt one that Traitha has been targeting, but she failed her last time. I will go after the one by Traitha. Okay. Um, that is a unnatural 20. Yes, that will hit lots of 20s now. See, this is good for me, because I needed to see how strong I made you guys. Right, <laughs> so, yeah, because I get a plus 7 to hit. Um, yeah. So that is a 10 damage. Yeah, that hits, alright. I, I know it hits. And I, I, he takes it, I mean, it, it, you hit him, he's still up though. I'll punch him, with my bonus action. Alright. That's a 23. Yeah, that's gonna hit. Another 10 damage. Okay. Uh, he's stumbling backwards, but he is still up. Alright, I've got one more. I'm gonna right. swing my sword at him. Another 23. Yeah, that'll hit. Uh, for... Only 6 damage that time. Oh, so close. Damn it! Alright. Uh, he is still up, but barely. I'll say... You literally just, you know that the wounds that you've hit have been um, strong and true and that they've been on target with a couple of um, close to artery wounds, but not quite. So he isn't just like bleeding out, but uh, yeah, I gotcha. He's, he's pretty shaken up, but again, they're not really showing any emotion as he's effectively dying. I mean, he's, he's barely there, so... Uh, that's your turn then, which means Tiff! Okay, how close is the closest one to me? 
<clears throat> they are probably the full 30 feet away from you. Because you see. were over by Adern this entire time who just vanished. The other ones, they were, they're on what was the right side of the H that I drew you. I okay, know if so I when I... Person, on range, when it says 20 feet slash 60 feet, does that mean maximum 60 feet for yes. range? Cool. Tiff's going to be super pissed off he lost his uh, kill and chuck one of his hand axes at the closest guy. Just rip okay. it off his belt and... Foof, Okay. Like hammer throw it at him. Yep, so go that's gonna be a uh, nineteen to hit. Yep, that hits. For twelve damage. Oh yeah, he is dead. How do you want to do this? It is the one that um, was uh, Alcarin's attack, by the way. Okay, yeah, Tiff's gonna be. <laughs> he's just gonna go. Well, God damn it, and just whip it. And I want it to like embed into the chest of the cultist. Hell yeah. Yep, so you get him right where the heart would be, that center focal point in the chest, uh, spot on, and as your axe burrows into him, he just collapses to the ground and he moves no more. So Okay, there is there there's the another one, isn't there? One. Oh, there is the last okay. There is one more, but you do get a second attack. Is he still within like a sixty foot range? Because I have two small hand axes. Within sixty, absolutely. Yeah, he's okay. Cool. He's gonna uh, pick, take the other axe off of his belt and point it at the other guy. He says, "You," and then fling it as well. Okay. He is still in a rage. Uh, fifteen to hit. Yeah, that hits. Cool. For ten, twelve damage. All right, he is still up, but that's fine. Barely. Okay. Again, very similar I'm thing. To what Halcyon just <laughs> experienced. Uh, this guy, who's already been dazed for a couple rounds now, is—it's like he's running on fumes. Uh, it's barely able to stand, let alone attack. Um, your axe, I'll say, is like lodged. Uh, in, like, his collarbone region, like, towards his left shoulder. Cool. Uh, and it's just kind of hanging there. But he doesn't move to pull it out. He doesn't do anything. Um, that makes it Tretha's turn. Okay, so is there just that one left now? Am I? Yep. And he is very, very hurt. Okay, so... I'm going to try to shillelagh him again. Hell yeah. So you like run up on him and use your shillelagh? Yeah, I want to flap him on the back of the head. Awesome. Go for it. Um, that's for 16. All right, Wait, that hits. Actually, no, that was unnatural 22. Unnatural 22? Yeah. Yep. And then that is... Ten uh, bludgeoning. How do you want to do this? I wanted to literally just like his skull open <laughs> and then just collapse. Yep. So you hit him so hard, you feel his skull way uh, beneath his hood. Like it just crumbles underneath your shillelagh almost too easily. Uh, it 
it seems to just shatter into what's almost like dust and the body falls to its knees and on its face tiff's hand axe still jutting out of its um shoulder uh you guys are effectively out of initiative and surrounded by um like eight bodies essentially Nice. Tiff would go like to, oh, would like to go rip the uh, axes out of the two bodies and put him back on his belt. Where is my weasel? Oh, the weasel's still there. Uh, <laughs> a weasel, and it's uh, it's it's prancing around. I want my weasel. Do you do you try to do anything different to get the weasel? Or are you still trying to just like grab it or? Uh, let me see if I've got anything in my uh, arsenal of that will um, help in this endeavor. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I have some sort of spell. Um, no, that's not, uh, if you want to take a minute, Tyler, to like think of what you want to do to to get it, that's okay. Um, um I. I would like to um, investigate the body, see if there's anything that can help um, answer, like, where they're coming from. Yeah, I would like to do the same. Uh, Make an investigation check. Who has the higher investigation? Uh, Mine's a plus zero. A three after I rolled it. What? What, Tratha? I'm sorry. I only I rolled a three and I don't get anything added to investigation checks. Okay, yeah, just both roll separately then if you're both equal equal to it. So Halcorn, you can roll as well. Tretha, you go well, to I look rolled around. Okay, uh, Tretha, you go to look at a body and at the body that you just hit. I'm gonna say that yeah. it's all kind of caved in and you're like struggling to actually observe the body. Um, because you, you bashed its head in pretty badly. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, with the nat one, uh, you go to investigate a body as well, um, and as you go to touch it, it crumbles into dust. Great. Great. Uh, so, that's that. Does anyone else want to do anything at the moment, or say anything? Um, Kitten wants to practice cracking her whip to see if she, like, just experimenting <laughs> with it. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, you do so. I'm not even going to make you roll for it. As you crack it, you see different types of energy um, happen, but they're not appearing in any specific kind of pattern. Before, you saw like fire and then ice and then like an electrical current. Um, th- it doesn't seem to be like cir- cycling in a pattern. And the more that you uh, crack this whip, the more you realize you can ex- exert your will over it and that you get to control how it appears when you crack it. Cool. Cool. So you can use the whip as I designed it normally now. Thank you for like role playing it out. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. 
So, yep, you get that really, really cool whip. And uh, anyone else doing anything? I think I figured out what I want to do to catch my weasel. Okay, Shoulder. Um, I'm going to cast Mirror Image. And okay. it's going to make three illusory duplicates of myself within the, within my space. And they move with me, and they mimic my action, so I'm going to try to cast that and confuse it so that I can... Yeah, you're trying to trick it? Yeah, I'm trying to trick it. Okay. Um, I'm going to have it make, like, a generic um, perception check. Well, it got a nat one on perception, so yeah, suddenly there are multiple of you kind of encircling this purple weasel that's hopping up and down in this little weasel war dance. And uh, it it kind of stays, it's just jumping up and down in the same place. It doesn't know which way to go because you're completely surrounding it. It isn't sure. Uh, it, it believes that they're real. Well, then I'm going to lean in and I'm going to grab him. Okay. Um, If you're going to grab it, go ahead and make a strength check to try to grab it. I um, and it's gonna try to make a contesting like dexterity check to evade you. Okay. Well, uh, as far as strength checks go, that is a sixteen. Okay. The uh, the weasel only got a twelve, so it's trying to like slip away from you, but you get a firm grip on it. Uh, the real you does, and it uh, you you have the weasel in your in your hands. Oh, who's a good little weasel? Who's my weasel? I'm going mm. to call him Prince. What are you going to call it? Prince. Prince. I love him. The uh, is it is because he he's purple? The weasel, That's the weasel who's formerly known as Prince. <laughs> yes. Um. All right. Yeah, you're gonna call him Prince. Um. Go ahead. You've been kind of like cooing at it. Go ahead and make another animal. Okay. Animal hand. So that. That's a 14. I'll say that's enough. I'm not going to make you really work for this weasel, Tyler. The, the goal is for you to get it. So um, you, you're you cooing, oh, look at this little weasel. I'm going to name Prince. And like you, you scratch under its chin as you're holding it. And uh, it kind of like long slinky body kind of like curls up around your, your hand that has it held. And... Uh, Oh my god, Regan, I love that. She just told me what her weapon names are. If you want to say that. I okay, yeah, so uh, my whip is called Elementale, like cat tail. <laughs> and uh, TCR, which is short for the cat returns, is the short sword. That's amazing. I can't give you any awesome. more inspiration because you already have it. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. See, this is why yep. I, didn't name them. I didn't name them. I could have never come up with something like that. So, uh, yep, absolutely <laughs> heart react. 
all around obsessed. Okay, so yeah. I'm glad you like it. Those weapons are awesome. Uh, Tilda, you are cooing to this weasel who you've now named Prince. It seems very fond of the name that you gave it and has decided to affectionately wrap itself around you, so. I love how that was a dude just not too long ago. Um, I, I will say, Cholda, normally, the, uh, the polymorph, you can't really control it. It works in different ways sometimes. This is not, like, changing people into animals, if that is the effect it gets, is not always going to be permanent. However, this weasel has been too fun, so, like, you can just keep the weasel. It's fine. I was gonna say, otherwise we're just gonna have this massive army of animals that used to be humans. Yeah, so, like, this is not, I just want to clarify before people go, but last time you let this happen! Yeah, because I was being fucking cool. <laughs> um, it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen every time. But, yes, you now have a weasel you can add to your inventory or whatever. Uh... It likes the name Prince. I think it was fun. So, uh, yeah. So you you have your weasel. <laughs> yep, you have your weasel. Kitten has uh, kitten has her um her weapons, and she's figuring out those and naming them. Awesome. Uh, Halcorin and Tretha have failed their investigation checks. Does anyone else want to do anything in this vicinity? Um, I feel like Tiff would start taking a look around. I mean, we were bound up, and then we somehow disappeared, and we came back. I'm mm -hmm. sure. I mean, we came back with some new toys. So, you know, he's probably looking around to see if there's anything else of uh, notable difference. Um, If that makes sense. An make an investigation check. I mean, you see yes. the abandoned, like, poles and ropes and chains on the ground that you'd been bound with. Your animals are all there. Um, they'd kind of taken a step back while you guys were fighting. Uh, mostly just because it would have been really, really chaotic, and they would have come in if you were in dire need of it. But uh, Lacey is still fine. Tretha, she actually starts to peek out of your uh, outfit a little bit now, like, checking if the coast is clear, and she's peeking away. Um, yes, Nick, the weapons that the dudes had were daggers and magic. Um, uh, 17 on investigation for Tiff. Uh, as you're looking around, um, the, the bodies remain on the ground. Um, some of them, like the one that Tretha beat up or the one that Halcorn just touched have turned into dust. Uh, Halcorn's asking if he can take two of the daggers. Um, yeah, go ahead. you can go ahead and pick up the daggers that, um, the daggers did not turn to dust with the body when you touched it. I'll say that you can take the both of them. They're just standard daggers. I will say they have a really cool, uh, elaborate hilt, uh, and that, uh, you can make, um, a history check if you'd like to on those daggers, Halcrin. Uh, Tiff, you uh, see, she... you see multiple bodies, you see, um, as well that uh, many of your companions have... Tiff, you're going to get a lot of stuff here with the 17, so bear with me. Um, you're okay. You, you see that many of your companions have additional armor or weapons, things including yourself. You have your, you have your axe, but you had that in the realm of Fortuna. Your, your companions, many of them seem to have things that they did not possess even in that realm. Um, and you can infer with that investigation check as well 
uh, since it's an intelligence-based role, that you these must have come from those slips of paper, and that you um, you probably would check the other pieces of paper in your pack because you also had the blessing and you had uh, you had something else too. What did you have, Tiff? Um, it was a blessing, and then it was the personal. Oh, Personal item and personal knowledge, and we talked about a uh, tattoo, I think. Yeah, the item being the tattoo. Uh, that's going to factor into this investigation check as well. You're going to see... And where did you want that tattoo to be at, Tiff? Um, it would probably be... Let me think. That's okay. If it's... Mm-hmm. Well, give me one second. Let me let the dice gods decide. Oh no. Um let's call it like on his uh bicep. Okay. Like his yeah. Yeah, so you get this um as you're like investigating out of the corner of your eye, you see this mark on your arm that wasn't there before, and uh you see this ink um in very similar markings to the ones that I kind of described on your axe. Um it's it's going to be a very tribal-looking tattoo that reflects kind of like a, a dragon, I believe. Did we go with the dragon route, or were you leaning more towards the arrow? I think we were going more towards the arrow hawk. Okay, if that's what you want. Like, this is a personal item, and it's going to affect your character's physical appearance, so I will go with what you want. Um... Yeah, let's call it the arrow hawk. Okay. So yeah, this uh, Arrowhawk design has um, been like planted on your arm. I will say, again, you got a pretty high investigation check, so all this is coming from that check. You uh, you recognize that mark as being on the arm of the former Tiffany's that you saw in Fortuna's realm behind your door. Nice. Um, and now you have been branded with it as well. Uh, it is like they are officially claiming you. And, yeah, so you have this cool new tattoo as you're also looking around. Uh, were you ser- What were you looking for in particular? Um, just kind of, like, any indication of, like, where they were taking us. Um, like, a map or some kind of notes or anything like that. Okay. So you go to investigate the bodies, which have, are still on the ground, luckily, unlike Adern, who had disappeared. And I, I see your role, by the way, Halcran. I'm going to get to you. I'm sorry. This is story-wise. Um, I, yeah, you approach these bodies. And as you do, um, you feel, um, you, you smell like a disgusting, rotting scent. And as you go to remove the hoods from these uh, enemies' faces and investigate their bodies, you see... The bodies of dead men who have been dead much longer than, you know, you guys just killing them. Um, And because you are a hunter, you will know that this scent of rot is at least several weeks old. The bodies are already decomposing uh, now that you have pretty much destroyed the host. And that's why that one turned to dust when Halcyon touched it. Uh, Uh You can infer... That, um, yeah, these, these bodies have been long dead, yet somehow they were attacking you. And as you are 
searching. You said you were looking for like a map. Yeah, just any indication of uh, you know how to where we were going. You know, uh, you'll you'll investigate the hands, and you'll see that familiar cult of Umbra marking on it, and then um, when you when you look there, you also see um, something kind of etched underneath it. And it is a big capital letter G and kind of ornate script um, that doesn't seem to be associated with Umbra, and you're not sure what it means. Unfortunately, these guys just wouldn't really have a map or anything on them as they were effectively animated dead, and they would not be left to be a loose end. But I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah, I'll take that. Is that okay? Yeah, no, that's perfect. Uh, what's important um, now is that he notices the tattoo. Kind of a big deal for him. Yeah, and I, like I said, you'll see um, your IOU slips, the ones that have been redeemed already, uh, e.g. the tattoo. Uh, and uh, the... I'll say that the, the Blessing. blessings... Yeah, that we already said that went through as well. So those uh, kind of glow and fade into nothingness. I'll say it leaves like some gold glitter because nice. Um, <laughs> glitter gets yeah, everywhere but, but uh, you still have that slip for um, personal knowledge in your hand uh, and it's the same type of paper that in her realm was like the psychic paper where like words would appear on it so you are aware that you can still redeem this token okay cool uh, so you've got that and you can infer some of your companions may as well uh, Halcarin, you pick up those two daggers. You you are able to take both of them, and you got a 16 on your history. You'll see that the ornately carved handle is actually made out of bone. Oh. Uh, that has been burned black. And, uh, that these are, uh, sacrificial daggers, typically. Uh, that are used by cultist fanatics, especially those related to Umbra, um, since That's she is a god happens. associated with death. Um, you, yeah, you would recognize that these weapons are uh, exclusive to her cult. Okay. Um, upon seeing that, I am actually not going to take these with me. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah, that's uh, that connotation makes me not want to take them with me. <laughs> that's that's fair. Um, okay. Does yeah. anyone else want to do anything? I don't know what type of role this would be, but um, I kind of want to that I have about the cult of Umbra. I'm sorry, you're cutting out a little bit, Drew. I heard you didn't know what kind of role and something about cult of Umbra. Say it again. Uh, I don't know what role it would be, but I want to try and recall whatever information I would need Umbra, if any. Um, that would be a religion check. Uh. 
He's rolling. That's okay. Nat 20. Nat 20? Okay, on a nat 20, you are going to feel that familiar voice in the back of your head. And you'll be well aware that bitch is back with you when she had not been in Fortuna's realm. You also look like yourself again. How Corinne, you look like yourself again too, uh-huh. actually. I didn't I didn't clarify that. Um your skin yeah. is back dark like a drowse and your hair is white. Uh, uh so both of you guys are back to your like original forms. And you hear this whisper in your ear saying, These fools do not know what they mess with. And do you remember that the cult of Umbra is a group of people that you heard about slightly when you went into um when you lived in Tarum and you were still uh, working there in the land of the farms and the valleys, and um, you you remember hearing about this group. In fact, um, you may have been associated with an offshoot of them because those people filled you with a shadow spirit um, behind the council's back. So uh, you have heard uh, quite a bit about the cult of Umbra, and it's now just kind of all rushing back to you. Not You you are not personally affiliated with them, but you're now realizing they may have had a hand in making you who you are with Bitch behind the scenes. And you know that their ultimate goal is to bring Umbra back to this plane and to give her the worship that she deserves um, and to effectively bring down the the six former gods um so uh bitch is kind of hissing and very angry in your ear and then she kind of turns her wrath on you and she says how dare you go to a place that i cannot follow do you not know that you are mine and mine alone Yeah, well, I missed you too. Where did you go to, anyway? There are not many places that I cannot follow. I don't know. All I know is that I got these cool weapons. (sighs) We don't need weapons. Suit yourself. She's going to kind of huff dramatically. She feels a bit jilted. You have these cool new weapons now, and she's supposed to be the one who's supposed to help you fight darkness. So she's a little a little petty, a little bitter, and you kind of hear almost a sadness in her dramatic exhale. Um, but she uh, she is there, back in your head, and it almost feels... Uh, like a dog or a wolf that is kind of circling before they lay down. That kind, It kind of feels mm. that way in your brain, if that makes sense. And she gets comfortable. So, uh, so she is comfortably back in your head. She's a bit angry that you left with doesn't know where you went and you're not being very coming. Uh, but she's dropping it for now. Uh, and you're remembering all the 
stuff about Umbra, and Bitch does not seem to like the cult of Umbra. Um, so there is that. I'm trying to think of anything else. With a natural 20, that's that's a lot. So I'm trying to give you, like I said, yeah. their goal is to eliminate the six gods. Um, I will say that uh, you know now this is all making sense and that they're going to do so by ravaging every single domain in the realms of Omnia because Umbra does not have her own realm. And so you're recognizing all of this from the very beginning, from that uh, setup with the werewolf uh, trying to uh, cover up the sacrificial kill with the symbol of Arboribus, from everything talking with the dryads in the lost temple of Kreshere and the forest is dying. Like you're getting flashes of memories in your head as you're like all of these thoughts are rushing to you. And you are aware that they are calling forth demons to effectively kill right. the old gods and to make the entire realms of Omnia um, the birthplace of a new Umbra and a new age. So that is a big reveal into the motive behind the cult of Umbra that I'll give you because of the money and because of your closeness with bitch. So, mm -hmm. um, was there anything Everyone. else you were, you were hoping to know? Oh, no, that's, uh, that's, that's good. I want okay. to you know, relay some of that to everyone. Feel free to. Yep. I mean, you could absolutely tell them everything I just All told right. you. Uh, I think I know what the cult is trying to do. You mean other than kill us? Yeah, other than that. What are they up to, a spooky person? They're trying to ravage every single realm. And by doing that, they plan to summon demons in order to kill the old gods <gasps> and give the new Umbra. Make this entire place a new shadow realm. So that means the old gods are still alive. Perhaps. Yeah, about that. Uh, well, you know how I said that uh, I, I went and saw the other Tiffs, you know, back in that place. Uh -huh. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure I uh I I, I found a uh, main thack. You know my my patron. Uh. <gasps> He was uh, suspended in some kind of animation of some sorts, but he's very much alive, I think. We just need to get him out of there. I'm going to put uh, Prince up on my shoulder, and okay. I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to say, well, if everybody's got news, then I've got news, too. I've been given permission by my god to help your gods. So well, that's good to hear because, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of not cool that you were trashing my God's uh, house of worship. And I'm extremely, extremely, super, super duper peanut butter and jelly. Sorry for that. But I've been told by Azutazu, blessed to be his name, that, um, 
I am to help you in your quest to return the old gods. So you don't need to worry about me trying to sway you into Zootazooism. I can do that with other people. You have your own uh, beliefs, and I'm here to respect that and help you. I think All Tiff... Right. Can... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry. All right, well, I think they're getting close to what they intend to do here. So we may not have much time. We need to find them. We need to get the tree to village. We may, well, we need to make this realm safe. Doesn't that include the people in it? There won't be people in it if the demons are released and the gods are killed. Yeah, I think I'm going to side with Spooky on this one. Me too. So we're just going to leave the villagers in there? They're safer there than they will be in, uh, at the village if we let the um, cult continue. As devil's advocate, I'm going to say the last you saw these people, they were locked in cages. Their captors are the very people that you just slew. Uh, they will have no way to eat or care for themselves. I'm not trying to force you any one way, but I'm, I'm giving Traitha a little bit more ammo. So she seems insistent on helping these people. I mean, That's I agree too. Fair. We gotta help those people. We can't just leave them in those cages. Even weasels have to go free. Admittedly, I kind of forgot that they probably would have been locked back up after we were caught. <laughs> well, like... Adern had the key and you never got it from him. Oh, right, right. Gotcha. So, I, while I'm not trying to force you any one way, I'm trying to remind you of knowledge since it's been several weeks since that session that you would probably be aware as Traitha is almost in tears. Traitha, I keep saying Traitha. I mean, there, Grace. I'm sorry. You're uh, I keep I keep mixing up the two names. They're both beautiful and very different, but I keep stumbling over my words. Fair uh, Grace is in tears, practically saying, and Fair Grace uh, feels extra important to helping those people because the barkeep asked her to specifically. So, uh, yeah. So she's she's very emotional about this and is thinking if we don't help those people that they could die. Um, but you guys also raise a very good point in you need to eradicate this evil or they will always be in danger. And that there's an entire realm and the entire world at stake and not just the lives of a couple people in cages. So it's a, it's a which path are you going to take scenario. Also, like I said, you all have your IOU slips. And uh, you just were ported to and from this weird realm with this woman, Fortuna. And you um, still don't know much about her. So there's a lot of stuff going on in everybody's head right now, is what I'm going to say. Or my, because my IOU was enemy knowledge. Can I know where the base of operations in this area is? I'm sorry, you completely cut out, so I have no idea what you asked for. For my enemy knowledge, can I instead choose to know where the enemy base is for this area? Ooh! Is that exactly how you phrase it? Um, yes. I would like to know where the main Cult of Umber base is in this area. And you specifically say in this area? 
in uh I would say in this uh realm. I'm sorry, what's the name of the realm again? Naturai. Naturai. So as you say so, the IOU slip, which has your, you know, uh enemy knowledge on it, uh it takes a second and then a map will start to appear on the piece of paper. And uh yeah, I will say that it draws you a map deeper into the forest. Uh, over by the warehouse, was getting closer to this target because that's where a lot of the resources were being depleted. Um, effectively, if you're following through the forest uh, and you, instead of like running away from, if you keep following the path of destruction and the path of, um, I've described it before, as that there are, like, animals scampering away from certain areas. Um, the trees, like, their leaves are browning up and falling off. It's almost like winter when not the winter season yet. And any kind of, like, food sources have become incredibly scarce. So the, the more you follow the depletion of resources, like, the faster you'll get there. So it's in the direction of the warehouse, but further into the forest. Not quite into um, any other, like, cities. It's in a pretty desolate part of the forest. Um, but it's it, there's, there's a path that leads you there. Okay, um, so about how far of a journey would it, like, how long would the journey take to get there? Uh, a few days. It's a big realm. Okay, um, so looking at this, I am going to say... Um, Judging by this, perhaps we should stop, save the townsfolk, we'll get them situated and try to arm them the best we can, and then we start making our trip to the base. Yeah, we should probably make sure the villagers are safe. I, uh, I spent a lot of time in the area, and I've grown accustomed to quite a few of them. Uh, I don't know if I could... Tiff, you're you're good at memorizing maps, correct? Oh, absolutely. I'm the best there is. Take a look at this. Memorize it the best you can just in case something happens to it. I would like to memorize the map. Yep, <laughs> you get to do that with the Outlander background. No role necessary. Woo. Woo -woo. Are you very smart? Um, Halcron, get some inspiration if you don't already have some for thinking of your teammate's skills and using it to... Uh... I'm pretty sure he's done that before, so that's why I was like, that's not metagaming. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I didn't. I, that's why I gave you inspiration because, well, in some ways that would be considered metagaming. You did it in character and you're aware of your strengths and your own strengths. Then you came up with a creative way to find a way to get to the enemy since Tiff couldn't find much on the bodies. So. All right. Um, so Tiff's got the map memorized. He'll probably hand it back to Helkarin for safekeeping. Um, Thank you. Does friend. anyone else want to use any of their IOUs at this moment? Um, yeah. Tretha said yes. Okay, Tretha. Um, I've been really torn between two questions for her. Okay. Um, let me give. Okay. Actually, I need to double check. Okay. Um, okay. 
Yeah, I know the question I want to ask. Okay, you can ask your paper your question. Are my parents still alive? Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. Are my parents still alive? And the paper says yes. Ooh. Ooh. She, Treta is now filled with so much hope. Yep, so you are aware that your parents are alive. Um, at least according to this piece of paper from this magical mystery woman. And uh, does anyone else have any IOUs? Tretha, was that your only That was the only one I had. Okay. So you are aware that your parents are alive. I still have my IOU for college, but at the time I can't really think of anything I want to ask. You, just are allowed to, you are allowed to save them. You are okay, then I'm going to... Like just, to cash them in, I'd like to give you the opportunity to. So, did anyone else have anything they wanted cashed in? I think we're good. Okay, is there anything that anyone else wanted to do in this area? Is that a no? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess uh, I was leaving room for someone to talk. Yeah. I guess that's a no. If you guys are ready to leave this area, then have you decided where? I think we decide. Well, did we officially decide that we were going to go make sure we got out safely first before heading into the abyss, essentially? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think so. It'll also give me, and I'm sure some of you others, uh, a chance to recover a little bit. Is that cause... you asking to take a short rest at the moment, or...? Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind a long rest, but I know we got stuff to do. I, I, th I think I if we could take a short... If we, we should take get a... to the um, Townsfolk first. Is it late at night? I would say that it's probably about dusk. Uh, it's it's getting later in the day, yeah. Do we... Okay, based on my uh, experience uh, in the area and whatnot, can I... Do I have any idea how long it would take us to reach back to the villagers? Since we don't know how long we were out when we got knocked out. Um, make a survival check for me. Sure. Because it's safer to travel in the daylight. Mm -hmm. Survival. That is a six. You don't know how long you've been asleep for or how long you've been traveling. You're, you're definitely not lost, but it's um, a bit disorienting because you, you guys were knocked out. So you don't know if you're a couple minutes. You don't know if you're a couple hours or even a couple days journey um, with a six. <laughs> You um, you think that you could probably make it there if you guys went at a fast pace before it got too late at night. Right. Um, but you also know that you're hurt. Um. Hmm. 
Yeah, Tiff will relay that on to the rest, and he, he'll say, like, uh, I can't say for certain how far out we are for them, but it is starting to get dark, and in my experience, it's safer to travel during the light. Ultimately, I'm hurt. I could use a bit of a rest, but we also have things that need to be taken care of, so... Who knows how want... long the, the townsfolk have been stuck in those cages, though. We need to get to them as soon as possible. What if well, we took... Like a short rest now, and then got back to them, got them back to the treetop village, and took a long rest there, and then went on. That sounds like it makes sense to me. All right. Awesome. I'm proud of you guys. That sounds like the perfect decision. <laughs> so uh, take the benefits of a short rest. If you want to use any hit dice, use them now. Hooray. When everyone is ready, uh, no. I'm gonna use my. Oh, wait a second. Oh, what is that? Hold on, give me one second. Oh. Uh, I'm going to use my stone endurance uh, reaction, which allows me to reduce damage dealt to you. Oh, wait, never mind. Once per... I don't know. I click on short rest, and it gives me the option to either do the regular hit die or use my stone endurance. Um, reset maximum HP changes during this rest. I guess I'm going to use that for my short rest, so I'll get my max HP. That's kind of cool. You do that. All right. So, okay, so you guys get the yeah. benefits of a short rest. Um, for the sake of moving the story along a bit and big fight, I'm gonna say uh, Adern is gone, and you Umbra people. So you um, you're able to start making your journey back to the warehouse, uh, especially feeling invigorated after the short rest. Um, even as it starts to get darker, um, many of you have things to light the way. Some of your weapons glow. Many of you have dark vision, etc. You don't really see any animals. Like I said, um, all resources are really being depleted. So the trees, um, the wind whistling through tree branches sounds really eerie and hollow. Um, and almost kind of unnerving, but everywhere you guys are looking, you have see any kind of threat, animal or humanoid, or um, anything else to do with the cult of Umbra while you travel, uh, especially because, like, you left all of their possessions with those bodies, you left the bodies behind, so, um, you're, you're confident, you know, you, you knew they were dead, and uh you're able to get you're you're traveling quicker than you than you would expect since you're able to move at a fast pace since there's not really as many threats um and though darkness has now fallen you guys show up outside of the old warehouse where the door is still kicked down from when i believe it was tiff who kicked it in um sessions ago someone kicked in the door and uh I, thing to I do so the big front door <laughs> all, like, splinters at this point and like splayed out on the floor. Um, 
but you don't really hear any sound coming from inside. Uh, Tiff would like to go in first, uh, torch in hand, and great axe in the other. Okay. To and as, you in, as you walk in, torch in hand, and you step inside and your light starts to stretch into the darkness, um, you see people slumped against the bars. They are looking much worse for wear than the last time you saw them. Um, they are looking frail. These were all, remember also, these were all the bigger, bulkier men and other people who could who could do the physical labor that was necessary to deplete the resources mm -hmm. in this region. Um, they are looking sickly. They are looking thin. They are looking bruised. Um, they can't even stand, really. And you see Daniel with his hands up against the bars and his face in disbelief as he's looking through it. And he says, where have you been? In a voice that's breaking as if he hasn't used it in a long time. Tiff would like to run over, like hurriedly move over to that bar and like take a good look at him. Because clearly this is not okay. We've been gone longer than we've uh, as you get closer to the bars, you smell a horrible stench, and um, obviously it's it's not clean. It's multiple people shoved into cells. There's obviously no bathroom or anything. Um, and you see completely emaciated people in, like, threadbare clothing um, who look completely gaunt. Um, it's almost like the skin is hanging off of some of their bones. Uh, for those, Daniel was a bit burlier, so he doesn't look as drastically bad as some of these other people. Um, but in his very shaky, breathy voice, um, he's he, he's like trying to open his mouth to talk and almost nothing is coming out. He appears to be in shock. And you um, have him again? Uh, he didn't ask him anything in particular. Remind me, what uh, what's the condition of these the cells themselves? Like, is there any chance that Tiff can like break the door open? I mean, they're really there just bars. like uh, old, like it's all metal bars, and there's a door, metal bar, like it's all. Uh, is there a lock see, on as it? As you're getting closer to Daniel, you see hands from people who are literally like hunched over on the floor, hands reaching out through the gaps in the bars, like trying to grab on to you. Uh, Sierra. Yes. Can I, um, I'm assuming there's a keyhole. Yes. Can I jam my short sword point into the keyhole and try to shove it in to break it? Um, make a sleight of hand check, but yeah. One sec. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong device. That's a 10. A 10? You're trying to jiggle this lock with your sword. Um, it's... You almost feel like you have it, but the sword is a bit too broad to really fit in the keyhole. Their guys would like to look for the keys. Uh, okay, make an investigation check. 
14. You're looking around and you're looking around. Unfortunately, you don't see any key and you remember that Eight them in your face when he had come down the stairs when you guys first. Mm. You guys had been looking for a key prior to that fight. He jiggled them and said he had the key. So you're in this space with all of these very sickly people. Uh, they're moaning, they're crying. Uh, they're literally begging you. Um. Sarah, yes. I have a question. Can wow. I possibly try to use plant growth to, okay. like, grow a vine that can, like, go into the locks and pick them? That sounds dope. Go for it, Teresa. Okay. That's at a third level spell slot. So okay, do you have to roll anything for it? Um, no, it just uses an action. Um, but it has to. Here's the problem: it channels vitality into plants within a specific area. I'm assuming there's no plants anywhere near here. Would I be able to use like a druid craft? cantrip to create yeah. plants to then grow plant yeah oh hell yeah um so then so yeah and then it can um all normal plants within a 100 foot radius centered on that point become thick and overgrown um I can exclude one or more areas of any size within the spells area from being affected. And okay. it, I can cast it over eight hours and enrich okay. like the land there or whatever. Um, so I can target it to specifically just target the locks and not harm, like do anything else. Um, and you don't have to roll anything for that? No, I do not. I'm going to still say make a sleight of hand check. Yeah. To try to, like, contort the vine to pick the lock. Yeah. Can I cast a bless on her? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to bless her. And, um, let's see. Would that work? No, never mind. That's not what I'm looking for. Oh, Guidance. I'm going to cast Guidance on her. So she can okay. add a D4 to the roll. Okay. Will make it a 19. What did you roll, Teresa? I'm sorry. That is a total of 19. Oh, yeah. Uh, lock DC is usually about 15. So uh, you grow this plant inside the lock. 
And it not only flips the mechanism that unlocks the lock, but your plant just grows so beautifully and so quickly that it shatters the lock from within. Uh, Oh, yeah. And the door swings open. I will say that the people leaning against the door kind of stumble forward um, onto the ground. And they're uh, inhaling. I was going to say, can I try to catch, can Tiff try to catch anybody who's like falling forward? You were right there by the bars. I'll allow it. Go make a, a strength check. All right. <clears throat> strength is really high. That's 17. Uh, yeah, you're able to um, hold your arms out, and these people, instead of falling on the ground, they kind of fall against your chest. Um. They feel unnaturally thin. When you saw them, they were at least being fed. They uh, they didn't seem super healthy. But, I mean, these people were, while they were in cages and obviously miserable and not in conditions, they were, they were being kept fed because they wanted these people to continue working. Um, right. So this is very different from how you remember them. Do they um, look like they can make it back to the village? They can barely stand. They they could probably move with some assistance, I would say you can infer. Okay. Is there... Like... How about we make our way back to the village and get the other... Yeah, I was going to say, is there a wagon or something that we can load them up in? I'll uh, make an investigation check for that wagon, Tiff. Sure. Tiff will pull it with all of his might if he has to. Mm-hmm. Can the druid turn into a horse? That's a 15. You know, I actually could. A 15, you have to step outside to find it. Um, But you see uh, carts and things that were effectively made to uh, hold produce and... Um, weapons and things. And actually some of the carts still have a little bit of food and things left on them. Okay. Uh, so you you find those out there. Tiff will the uh, Tiff will poke his head back in and be like, guys, we have to get these people back to the village. There's some carts left out here. Looks like there's some food that they can eat if necessary. But they can't walk back on their own. I know our plan was to free them, but they're gonna die otherwise. No, we've got to make sure they're okay. Yeah, Daniel uh, is kind of coming to his senses a little bit, and he's just going, I can't believe you're really here. Well, we're here now. I'm sorry it took us so long to get back, but we're going to get you home safe and sound, all right? Thank you. And, uh... If it's okay with you, I would like to have Tiff start helping, like, pe- like loading people up in these carts. Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to make you roll. You just carry these people. They're almost weightless in your arms. It's actually very sad. Oh. Um, many of them can't even uh, talk. They're, like, looking at you. Um, and their eyes are, like, full of, you know, like, hero uh, idealism. Like, they just are, like in awe and like some of them are like touching your skin not in like a super creepy way but like they're trying to convince themselves that you're these people uh 
are acting very weird for what in your head has just been a couple hours or a day or so. Right. Um, Therese wants to go up to Daniel mm-hmm. and and say like, don't worry, we're going to get you home. I made a promise to your brother. Yeah, I'll say that Daniel's one of the last people to go. He's probably insisting that Tiff take the others who are doing much worse than he is. And uh, I'd like to help ration out food if possible. Awesome. Thank you, Cholda. You do that. Um, some of them. I'd like to help Cholda with that. Great. Awesome, guys. Uh, some of them seem like it, it's hard for them to start eating. Uh, they have not been able to eat for so long that uh, it's like the thought of food is almost making them sick, you know, that if that makes yeah. sense. Like they're um, so hungry that they can't physically picture eating, but they're trying. And they, it's all mostly uh, vegetation which is pretty easy on their team, so. Okay, that's good, but um, is there, like, any spare bowls or some sort of container I can grab? Um, go ahead and make an investigation check. Okay. Mm. That's a 14. Um, it takes you a minute to find some, but then you remember that there's those stairs that Adrian came down and that there were some, like, barracks up there and therefore there's probably, like, a dining area. So, uh, you, you kind of let Traitha take over dishing out the food for a moment and Tiff is getting, Tiff is getting them out to the cart. So, you go upstairs and as you go up there, yeah, I mean, you see basic barracks, you see, um, like a small dining area, it's not elaborate. Um, but there's places where they were prepping food, obviously for themselves and then for the prisoners, um, uh, which there's a drastic difference between food quality for them. So, but you find bowls and things there. Yeah. Uh, in particular, I want to try to find something that can hold up to, excuse me, 10 gallons of water. Um, 10 gallons, um, or at least like a big, sort of like yeah. a big soup pot like a um, really... I'll say you find like a big water vessel that can hold probably a couple gallons of water okay um it is pretty full of water they probably use it for um cooking and necessary bathing and stuff um is the water still good uh yeah it's fine it has a stopper in it so Okay, it's a, it's like a jug, you said. Yeah, it's like a big it's like a big jug. Okay, uh, I'll t- I'll take that out and um, give them some water as well. Okay. Yep. Uh, they're grateful for the water. The water goes down much food for them uh, as they're very dehydrated. So, I can recreate more water whenever necessary. Just, oh, me too. Uh, just for the sake awesome. of like. So you guys are caring for these uh, villagers. Um, it's probably good you got here when that you did, as you can tell that they are in serious pain, and they honestly could not have gone much longer without some kind of intervention, as they have just been forgotten. Right. All right, well, if there's nothing else we have to do here, Tiff will probably, like, take off his great axe to make himself more comfortable, uh, yeah. put it in the cart, and then grab a hold of, like, the... 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining like one of the, um, oh, what are they called? Whatever, like the handlebar in the front of it that people are either pushing or pulling and just with all of his strength start pushing it to start moving people out of the area. Awesome. Um, I will say, Thergrace, you probably stuck by Daniel's side as everyone was moved into the cart and he, he himself goes in last. And you had mentioned that you promised his brother that you would find him. And uh, it's like a ghost of a smile on his face. It's very difficult for him to exercise those muscles as he in a very long time. Um, and, and he says, so that means they're okay. They're okay. Because the last time that these people saw the other villagers was when they were separated when Lurbuck had taken those villagers, Lurbuck and the goblins, Hmm. and Narg. They've been separated this entire time. Poor baby. So, um, so, you telling him that you promised his brother, uh, like, he he's full of hope knowing that they're okay uh, and that you've really you've really comforted him yay yay <laughs> god and uh they're they're all loaded up into the cart and they're uh you're about ready to go tiff's going to start pulling it uh is everyone else as well, or are they traveling like alongside? I'll help. Wait. Oh, you're gonna help. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I, people are looking to, can to turn help. into a horse, y'all. You're gonna turn into a horse, Tretha. Yeah. Hell yeah, do it. I imagine. Figure out how to do it. Um. Do you have? Uh, you're a high enough level now. You should have. Um. Is there a specific thing that I have to, like, cast, or is it just a thing that I can do? You should have have wild shape as, like, an ability, right? Or, like, beast shape or something. It should be an ability that you can do. Um, Let me see. You should be able to turn into any um, beast. Wild shape, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, different levels, you can turn into different difficulties. But I'm pretty sure a horse is pretty early on. So, yeah, and I can stay in this shape for two hours. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, yeah. At fourth level, you can uh, something for the example, and you can stay in B shape for a number of hours equal. Stay in it for two hours. Um, yeah. Okay, and then your stats are replaced by horse stats. So, yeah, you... Uh, what kind of horse do you want to look like, Tretha? Ooh. Um... Will Sebastian. Hmm, sure. <laughs> I don't... Listen. Little Sebastian I don't know how powerful that would be, though. Heart. Yeah. Um, I'm not... Not very... Uh, <laughs> I'm not very well versed in um 
you have a color that you want to be? I'm just. Can I just can I just be a black horse, yeah, please? Because that was like the most recent I've seen, probably. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. I just want to give you the option to like be. If I don't want to, you're this kind of horse when you're like, oh, this horse. So yeah, if you want to be a black horse. So, uh, you shift into this beautiful black horse. Um, I'm gonna say that Lacey scurried up in between your ears, kind of on top of your head. Oh, good. And she's kind of nestled in your mane there. She won't fall off. Um, so, Tiff, uh, where it was before you was the uh, elven woman, Trefa. She now is a horse. is like standing next to you. Well, I'll be. Uh, I guess you'll probably want to pull this, won't you? Um, I guess Tiff can help push from the back or walk alongside. Yeah, that's great. So I, with both of that, I'm not even going to make you guys like pull any kind of strength feats. There are a lot of people on there, but they're very weak. And uh, Tiff, you're you're pushing from the back. Tritha, you're pushing. you guys. Uh, it is very late, but you guys are had your short rest, and uh, you know you got to get these villagers back. And since you didn't run into any trouble on the way, I think you can be pretty confident getting back to the village. Um, so you guys are going ahead and you're pulling slash pushing this wagon full of people. And many of the villagers have fallen asleep. They now have full tummies and it's very late and they're very exhausted. But Daniel is kind of still awake and uh, he's starting to drift a little bit. But he's... Uh, He's just looking, especially at Fair Grace, and he says, thank you. You're welcome. And he, and he says, we were beginning to lose. Does Tiff overhear this? Yes, you're pushing from the back. They're probably towards the very back, so he's the last to get on. All right, so have... I've been able to pick up that they, like, have I put two and two together that they definitely should not look as bad as they do right now if we've only been gone a short time? Yes. All right, so then Tiff is going to be, like, he wants to say, um, Daniel, I, uh, mm-hmm. I got to ask, how long has it been since you saw us last? Well, I've been in that cage for a long time now. It's hard to tell when one day ends and another begins, but after you guys passed out, uh, they, uh, they were ranting and raving a little bit. Uh, they kind of tormented us with the fact that our, our captors, or our, uh, sorry, our, uh, whatchamacallits, our, uh, our saviors, no, that's a little too dramatic. <laughs> Uh, whatever you guys had been def- and uh you know they uh they left us a little bit of food in the cages said they were going to be gone for a while uh at first we tried getting out when we got thin enough we thought we might be able to fit through the bars but uh i i remember scratching Marks in the wall, 
And it's, uh... I lost count after a couple of weeks. Oh, that breaks my heart. That seems so weird that we missed that much time, like, out game. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem right, because mm-hmm. it took us such a short time to get back. <sighs> Tiff's going to be pretty confused, uh, but he's not going to push it anymore, because it also could be um, Daniel being delirious from his... Oh, he's know. absolutely not seeming all there. Right. Uh, he's struggling to find the right words. Uh, of all of them, he seems probably the most well-spoken just because he's kind of been the advocate for all of them and, like, the symbol of hope um, in their very scary time. But, yeah, you know this isn't adding up right. They this bad. Um, you were able to get to the warehouse in a short enough time within, like, a day. So how has it been weeks? This is not adding up to you at all. But these people look very sick. Right. Alright, yeah, Tiff's not going to push any further because he doesn't want to stress him out too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, Daniel's going to start to to drift off a little bit. And I'm going to say that the journey back to the village is pretty uneventful. And as the sun rises and you pull up, um, and, and Tretha, I'll say you got to take some breaks and stuff as your horse, because I know it only lasts for two hours. Yeah. You got to, like, take some breaks and continue to help, and Tiff would, you know, help out oh. when he could, and I <laughs> talked about helping, and so, like, everyone kind of helps make sure that the villagers are safe on the journey back. You don't encounter anything on your way there. And you pull up into the village as the sun is rising, and, um, you guys, you guys are, are home. It appears pretty normal. So, on that note, is there any last minute thing anyone wanted to do? No. <laughs> Alright, yep, so we're, we're but, good. I was going to say, but out game, Tiff wants to say, let me pull it up, because I, I, I think it's amazing. He's going to say, uh, oh no, where'd it go? It's important. Oh no. Kill chant. He's going to say, In deepest cave, on highest cliff, all my enemies shall grow stiff. Upon my blade, these ancient glyph, remember my name, the mighty Tiff. I love and... it so much. Thank so you. cool. You're, I hope you get to use it, Tiff. I do too. I love it very, very much. All right. Are we all good then? On that note, yeah. you guys, yep, you trot into the village and uh, the sun rises and there is hope for the weary. And you guys have a lot to think about between Fortuna and this big boss and this lapse of time that seems to happen in between the both of them. So on that note, thank you for playing tonight, guys. And thank you for listening. And I hope everyone. Night, everybody. Night. Yeah. Good night. Good night. Good night, everybody.